and welcome back to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm the forgotten member of the Shazamily, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 483. 483, welcome all you weirdos of the Get Fresh crew. We have a plethora of minus one books for you tonight, and I think that people will enjoy some of them. I enjoyed some of them as well, Eric, but I found out. I found out today that sometimes when you're honest, uh, people don't like that. But You just found this out today? Yeah. Well, I found wow. out again. You have not been taking notes in I your life. I found out again. Well, I don't like to take notes. I'm lazy, Eric. But I ended up finding out that if you don't like that Joker-Batman Deadly Duo book, that you are in for uh, a tongue lashing. You are, Eric. And that is something that we ended up talking about on the Patreon Spotlight this week. So that means all the books will be positive about in this show that's not quite the way that it's going to go but really the whole play for me was we always go with that idea that we try to be honest now being honest that's my honesty your honesty you know i don't quite agree with yours eric because i think there's other people that like stuff that you don't or but that's the thing they can like what they want yeah we can argue about it i was getting personally attacked (laughs) i mean it was it was crazy i didn't see it coming it was like a tsunami eric is what it was but yeah, all in all, generation. I think that all of us end up, and we've gone through phases. It's funny, at one point I was going to make a video over at our YouTube channel, Eric, about the different phases that our podcast and website went through. Like the idea we were, oh, you guys are too positive. Then we were too negative. Then we were kind of in the middle. And every time this new phase of stuff, we always get thrown around different places, but we've always been the same, Eric. We've always tried to maintain that integrity. That we have as honest comic reviewers and we like uh-huh. to have some fun. Uh, but that whole deal, it's like the idea of where that level and where that bar is, it's always shifting on me. And I, I'm usually behind the eight ball, I think. Well, you always got to be this tall at a ride, but it keeps changing. You don't know what to do. Here we are. I'm trying to gather my wits. I said right before we start recording, I think I have a clearer head now that I'm not medicated. And you said, I thought the medicine was supposed to clear your head. And yeah. I said, yeah. You know what? I don't think I have a clear head. I think I'm just more myself now, which is kind of scattered. But here we are. We have five books, as we said. If you want to end up hearing, let's talk about possibly Shazam number one, Eric. That's a pretty possibly. big book this week, right? Well, you have to go over and find it. And also Batman and Joker Deadly Duel number seven. You'll have to go over to the Patreon. The that was our Patreon spotlight this week. Each week, we do a Patreon spotlight, two books picked by the bad asses of the Get Fresh crew. And we do that every Thursday night, and we try to have fun with it, but we get a little more detailed into the books and try to have some fun with it as well. But also, we had a bunch of other things on the Patreon. We have some fun with it. We did have fun with it, and we did like Shazam. Both of us liked it. Kind of different ways. Eric did not like the fun of the dinosaurs. Look, I just need some more serious content. Now, it's funny, too, because you ended up arguing with me. Not arguing, but you said that, man, I don't need these dinosaur aliens. And I said, man, that's all I see people loving. And when I was out and about and doing things and even on YouTube stuff, people really are centering on those dinosaurs with the flag saucers as a thing that they really, really love. Maybe that's a symbolized thing of, hey, we're going to have fun. But Eric doesn't like that fun. Uh-uh. I think we'll have fun tonight, though. But yeah, Shazam, number one, another really good start of a book for the Dawn of DC. And I think that the Dawn of DC starting to get a bit of momentum. I was afraid that it might not. But is that momentum going to get shut down when we get yes. to the spookiest months of yes, the year, yes. July and August? 
for Night Terrors. Night Terrors with a K. Speaking of that, if you wondered if we were going to do the free comic book day, Night Terrors number one here on the podcast, we are not. But I did a video review on our YouTube channel, and that's Weird Science Comics. You can get the link in the show notes. I did go into it over there, only because I forgot all about it. I was going to ask you if you wanted to do it. Uh, this week on the podcast, but I, I completely forgot. I am all over the place, Eric. But you can go other You're things that we do. Now. Yeah, yeah. This is like the Jimmy Boy that you met back in the day that had the sticker still on his pants that said, "Well, it wasn't extra <laughs> large <does>? then." <laughs> and you laughed at me, and I got so sad. I, I've been actually now that I am not medicated, too. I'm a little more emotional. I'll tell you that. I ended up I, almost. I, I almost cried today. I ended up yeah. buying pretzels for Rafe and Logan. Normal. Well, I ended up buying pretzels for Rafe and Logan. They always would want, you know, this cheese that comes with it. You know that that cup of cheese, and I got them all that. <laughs> I set out, told them that I got it, and they didn't even touch it. I I, I was really upset. I really toughest was. generation. Yeah, yeah, got all upset. It made me a little sad. <laughs> Uh, maybe some of these books will make me sad as well. But some of the other things that we do on the Patreon that you might be interested in, if you are a DC Comics fan, I did our new 52 review podcast, continuing Red Hood and the Outlaws with issue number three. That actually got me emotional, Eric. That's the issue that shows you Jason Todd's most cherished moment when he decided, well, he was sick and then Batman stayed in with him. But he left it behind, Eric. He left that behind. No, no, also, we did that. ended up doing the <laughs> Secret Origins podcast. With the first appearance of Wesley Dodd, Sandman, Sandman? from 1939. Do you have Sandy the Golden Boy there? No, he was not there. Maybe an issue number two. It was funny, too, because this issue was actually the New York World's Fair Comics number one. And in that, I'm telling you, in that you had a Superman story, which for some reason on the cover, he's blonde. You also have a Slam Bradley story. You have a bunch of characters, and each story is Superman. Dot 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 at the World's Fair. Slam Bradley. Yeah. Dot dot dot. At the, that's all it went. But none Did they of them have a really. Time? None of them ever really got there. Wesley Dodds. He was going to have his ray gun at the world. He never really got there. The ray gun got stolen. There. He had to go recover it in his wetsuit. His wetsuit from back in the day. That's just speedos and nothing else. But he did have his mask on. But it's that was pretty fun. And like I said, also ended up having the free comic book day deal over at our. YouTube channel, as well as the big news of this week, which was there's three new Golden Age books, the new Golden Age stuff, the Jeff John stuff that he's doing with the JSA book and the Lost Children, Lost Starter Children. on Lost Children. And that is a Alan Scott Green Lantern book by Tim Sheridan, a Jay Garrick Flash book by Jeremy Adams and a Sandman book. Wesley Dodd, Sandman. Bye. Now, do you think that Alan Scott stuff that Tim Sheridan's going to do already has an outline about it for, for the stuff that we actually were supposed to get during the Infinite Frontier era of DC Comics, where the idea was, oh my God, Wildcat's missing and Jade, Obsidian, and Alan Scott have to go looking for the rest of the JSA members? I think it's just going to be back in the day showing you his sexuality, actually, Eric, from the actual solicit or the intro. I think it's just going to be the introduction of the character. Yeah, I don't know either, but I know that you... We're talking, you love the Sandman by Rob Venditti. I don't know everything I see about well, it. The guy's, got ri- the guy's got all casual on us, Eric. And I mean, I... Do so you want to be laughing. like Rob Van Dam? Yeah. <laughs> really, I'm like, Rob Venditti? What's that? You got the Diddy going on, so we'll at least have that. But it's casual in, Friday, Rob. It, it, it threw me off. Every time I'm... Rob Venditti, I just couldn't do it. But What's that up, Bobby? Box with, 
Riley Rossmus. He got the short end of the stick. We have all that, and like I said, go over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Weird Science. Also, check out our YouTube channel, Weird Science Comics. But back to the most important people on the entire face of the earth, Me. right, Eric? That is Eric, and, and me as well, I think, me. because we're pretty self-centered. But uh-huh. we're going to give a shout-out and the roll call to the badasses. Oh, of the, the badasses. Remember, boop, they boop. picked those two books for the Patreon Spotlight, Eric. I know that you know. Here we go. We have Trevitt, and thanks to yeah, y'all, yeah, yeah. he ended up going up to a badass, so thank you. Nice. Eric K, Double K, we'll hear from him later. Jeffrey Greek, Zach Walker, Stephen Bat, Dad Mitchell, The Annihilator, Ted Probst, I Love Punchline, Stuart, Michael S, Cam, Matt Razor, D-Man 3000, Niels T. Wart, David Fink, Stephen Baum, Jason Colby, Sue 42, to you and me. Congrats to his daughter. Picked out a very expensive college, he told us. Yep. Michael G. Ken Alec, Comic Boom, Rocky. Anita Hard One. That, that is a you. double. What is going on? That's because I almost messed it up last week. Mark Jager, Bill Abir of the Bad Ruben, Carlos, Noah Wolf Marv, and Matthew Rapier, Luke Hollywood, Simon, Luis, Manship, Andrew Belfast, Swanee, Anthony G., Josh Vermillion, Batman Beyond, Mark, Brandy Murray up there in Buffalo, and doxing his ass double A run in Minnesota. Eric, I got through that pretty quick. I did not did. stumble on a need a hard one. And shout you never out to do. all time. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> great trouble, And Reggie, but that's that. I'm having problems. I really thought that I was going to be like, all right, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to go this week. Now I'm having problems, Eric. I don't know what it is. I need you. I to swear pick this me is the intro my... to every show. Maybe it just feels. I don't know. I feel off now. I feel like I'm all over the place, jumping around in my seat. I almost hit my like mic I'm never like moving seven forward times. because I feel like I'm reliving the same podcast it over is. and over again. Maybe so. That's a real good commercial. Hey, everybody, <laughs> listen to this podcast that hey, never heard changes. It. Well, maybe they still enjoy it. We did get two new. Uh, Reviews on iTunes. I'd like to thank whoever did that. We have no idea what they were because it just seems like they might be just, but there is usually a delay. You get the star ratings and then later you may get the written review. I'm hoping it's positive, Eric. Well, the thing is, I haven't checked it in a while, so I don't know how long it's been there. I just figure, like, okay, we got two new ones. I'm I'm sure that a star reviews that. This was new since, like, Wednesday or so, I think, because I I always end up checking. That seems like plenty of time. And we do now. It takes a while, I'm telling you. And uh, with that, though, there's a lot of new people listening, so maybe this isn't the same old, same old for them, Eric. It's brand new. It's brand new to them. Yeah, they're probably used to it already, but We'll get used to things as we go off. We're going to talk about the books. We're trying to have fun. (laughs) I had this whole write-up. I was going to talk about things like the Fleshlight and how I had problems at the Giant today where I almost peed my pants. Almost peed my pants there. I ended up thinking it was one of those where I'm like, I think I'm going to pee my pants. And then all of a sudden, I thought I did, but I didn't. And then I had to run out of there. I totally understand that. It's like, this is what everybody has to look forward to, to getting old, apparently. Maybe. I ended up thinking, is this what happens when you hit 95? Holy shit, what's 96 going to mean? Yeah, I had some problems there. <laughs> All that time I was looking for Tanya in there. Then I ended up I getting I thought you were looking for the pens. No, no, that's, it's after I bought those 
soft pretzels that got me sad there. <laughs> my eyes were leaking. Sad. My dick was leaking. My it was all was leaking. I did. I actually thought I had problems with my, you know, my problem with a little leaking. I didn't, but and I had thought I did. I didn't know what was going on. I ran out. I fell over. The freaking fruit salad came up my ass. I don't know what was happening there. But there you go. There's the intro. We're going to go off to some books. We have three books to start off the show. And boy, they're bangers, the Eric. Bangers. I know that you're going to love them. I wonder if you were upset about the order, but we'll get into that when we come back in just a moment. (laughs) I knew it. Yes, Eric, we're here with the books. Not really a theme song. I actually realized I don't have any song for any of these three books, except maybe it's The crazy. Batman's Dead. Uh, but we're kind of beyond that. So I thought, well, it's alive you know again. Well, yeah, so that's why I didn't play it, Eric. But it does mention Failsafe, and it probably mentions Failsafe more in that song than they do in these books. But still, the idea of DC messing up, and again, no theme, but I thought you might get a chuckle out of that, Eric. But Here we are, we have three books to start out things, and I said that you might not really enjoy the whole deal of how I set this up, because I did put Superman last, but it is John Kent's Superman, but we want to accept Johnny Boy as a Superman, though I still Uh want him to get his own persona, his own deal, maybe his own power set, which seems to be coming on, and Lex Luthor of the Injustice you know, world, he thinks that there's something pretty keen about that, right? Down Everybody there at the does. Five and Dime. I, it still ends up, and I think a lot of people were talking about something we have said all along, it seems like that power burst, the solar flare. It does. The new 52, new power of Superman, the solar flare. Yeah, it really felt like, remember how big that was? And then when we got it, we're like. And then it would leave Superman powerless for 24 hours for him to recharge. Yep. Remember, he was almost addicted to actually like, now I can get drunk. Oh, yeah. right. Now I'm like, now I can taste Jay. things. Now I can taste things like a burrito. Oh, no. Now I have diarrhea. I wish I had my powers Human. back. <laughs> he wanted to be more in touch with his human side, Eric. Uh, but we'll get to that book. When we get to it, we have a couple others. Before there, I put the Flash second after Batman. Batman will always come first, usually, but that's what I heard about him, Eric. Of course, seriously. I know, really, the Selena of all the multiverses, they're all sitting there, you know, upset of that. But 
we always end up starting with that. But I do want to start out by saying first that while we were doing the badass roll call, Dad Nation actually went up to be a badass, and I wanted to shout out and say Welcome thank you. That's and it was funny. I went and I'm just getting. I'm like, oh shit. He just went there, so we had to throw that out there. So thank you very much, Dad Nation. Thank everybody on all the Patreon, not just the badass levels as well. But we're going to get into these books. And I didn't say it before, but please go over to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com. Check out reviews for almost all the books that come out each and every week. Some of them by Sus Gabe, right? Sus Gabe. Most. Most, yeah. Actually, I, I actually did a written review this week of the free comic book day. Deal, and usually I pop in for one or two, but I, I kind of we we both kind of got frustrated with the whole written review and how the whole scene is. We're not down with that scene anymore. Mostly, Eric. I was just a protest because DC stopped sending me the books for no reason at all, and then sent it back. I'm like, I'm still a protest because I like having my Sundays off. Yeah, they did end up stopping, and then I know that you probably still think that I got a hold of them to get those books back. Wait, I did not. Originally, I did, and they didn't listen to me. Uh, but then they sent you the books. But the weird place. I was is, just tired of the games. Yeah, they, it's the games. Well, I I don't get sent any press releases, and I don't know why. I, I do. Everybody else, yeah, but I don't. And so I end up trash. On, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. You don't even look at them. At one point, I remember telling you to send them to me, and ah, that's too much work for both of us. But forward. Yeah, really, really. Well, we're gonna like some kind of tech guru, and that's that's kind of the game we have had. That game with DC back and forth with review copies and things like that. But I also tell people that say, "Oh, these other shill sites, they end up doing like oh, ten out of tens to get the review copies." Legitimately, we got the review copies for a three point five out of ten review for a Batman and Robin Eternal. That Batman was what and Robin got Eternal. it. And when that happens, though, when we do get them taken away, probably, you know, we don't sit there. And like you said, we're not going to play the game. If it no. happens, it happens. What not? Oh, me, oh, my, please, DC, give me the books back. I'll give 10 out of 10s all day long. This one guy was, well, he's a reviewer, one of the sus ones we might talk about occasionally. But he's Gabe? on. No, no. The oh, games are sus. See, that's it. Games <laughs> are sus. He's not okay, anybody else's sus. He's are sus. Gabe's like a family member that you're like, oh, man, that Gabe, but nobody better say anything about him or I'll get mad, maybe. But you end up where this guy's out there and he's talking about the idea that we're on more trade dressings than anything. And trade that, dressings. That. Yeah, trade dressings. I'm like, really? What is that, ranch or fucking Italian? And so he ends up saying that, and I want to get involved. And I want to say, like, yeah, that's because you're sus. That's because you but I did almost, what I did almost say is, yeah, but I think that maybe me and Eric are actually in more comics than you. I'd rather be in the comics than the trade dressings, right, Eric? We are on yeah. some of the trade dressings. Again, it just says weird science. Nobody has any idea where to go to when it says that. So, again, we weren't playing that. At one I point, know. we joked I know. that we were going to say, like, oh, let's do this, like, Reviewer 101 blurb and see Sometimes you do that. If you enjoy a book, like, well, I'm going to be on the, I would never say trade dressing, but I'm going to be on the trade. Yeah, actually, I think the last thing that was big for us being on was you and the three jokers. 
I believe when it? they had I couldn't remember was that or Doomsday Clock, one of those joints. I think it was the three jokers when they had the, you know, press release. It wasn't even on the trade dressing, it was on it the It wasn't for the first trade release. of Jeff Johns and Shazam with it the magic be. is back. I mean at one point somebody <laughs> I tried out there so <laughs> was good. I mean, that's the fun part. When you do end up thinking, I did it. That's did why it. we know when others are being sus, because we know we were bad. <laughs> but I ended up at one point I was on the Black Hammer volume one yeah. trade and i was so happy because i really did like that i really thought that that was really good jeff lemire one of my favorites even though he ended up blocking us for some reason but i blame gabe but we end up I all that it. and they ended up where all oh, right i'm on this this is cool it's something that i could really get behind i ended up saying like this is new but it feels classic already like one of those like classic yeah so i do it all of a sudden, I go and I, I'm in the bookstore at the one point, and I said to my son, Logan, oh, you got to see this. I'm on this. And I pull it out. I'm like, what the fuck happened? It's all like Scott Snyder and, you know, the, the all those guys. They ended up doing a redo with all big creators. I wasn't big enough, Eric. I lost You think out. that's bad? They changed things up. At least you were there. When we were in Green Arrow, I showed my younger brother, like, hey, look, I'm in a comic book. He's like, so what? <laughs> the comic's not true. about you. Yeah, yeah, we were in the Green Arrow. Uh, It is funny that even every time that you end up having anything done by our our man, I always look to see if he's done anything uh, with us in the books, and he's not doing us anymore, Eric. He's not putting us in books. We're not in anymore. But we were in in probably about six, seven issues, and also in a Marvel issue. We one of the crossovers. Oh my goodness gracious. But he can put us in a bunch as well. Yeah, he can do. That was pretty cool. Pretty cool of all those. And and again, it was never because we were kissing ass or anything. It's because we were honest, Eric. So here we go. Is that why we're gonna give Yeah. Yeah, I think. I don't I don't know. I don't know why. They, they, I thought they, they took, enjoyed the podcast. They took a but... fancy to us. Well, they did seem to enjoy the podcast. But here we go. And I've heard over the years people who did and didn't enjoy the podcast. And people are listening, I guess. I did end up right before we start here. I'm all over the place still. I thought that that little break was going to do me good, Eric. But I thought about it and I was going to a- ask you if you thought the same. That Remember every time we get like, Rebirth came out or even maybe the uh, DCYOU, but Rebirth was a big one that all of a sudden you get that wave of new podcasts. You get, oh, man, I'm going to do a podcast. I don't see anybody joining in the stone at DC. I don't it's see PSA. anything. I guess. I, but there was podcasts. always like, That's for old people. Well, that might be the case, right? Unless you're true crime. You just got to do a TikTok of a review real quick. Well, and make crazy sand or something. I, I do think that sometimes... crazy sand? I don't know. I think that this podcast sometimes is its own little true crime. Uh, but here it is. Here we go. Batman number 135. Ooh, this is going to be a tough Batman one. Batman number 900, Jim. Yeah, and legacy number 900. I don't go by that. They usually don't stress that. I want to see the receipts, Eric. I don't agree. It seems like there should be more. But Batman number 135. Legacy number 900, written by Chip Zdarsky, art by Mike Hawthorne, Jorge Menez, Michael Janine, Adriana DiBandetto, Tomei Moray, Ramallah Farder Jr., and Clayton Coles. And I really, the first half of this book really disappointed me. I really wanted more of, we didn't really flesh out this alternate Gotham without a Batman enough for me to really get behind it and say, Oh my God, that was really well done. Me and you were intrigued by a bunch of things and said at one point, this doesn't feel like that surface level stuff that we usually get, but then it just kind of got left behind. 
I mean, really, in all this, I want to know what Judge Dent's up to. and You know, that uh, Darwin, what the hell is it? Yeah. Halliday. Halliday. is the Joker of this world, and he's also the Red Mask, the big bad of everything going on in Gotham. It all just kind of falls apart and feels less inspired because it's just more, I'm the Joker and I'm Batman. We're going to fight forever. It's like, all right. And then when we had the last issue, the idea is, you know what? I done looked into the multiverse when I was exposed to this gas, and I saw this other version of me in your world the day he became the Joker. And I thought to myself, boy, that guy is unhinged. He is free. He is natural. He is a force of nature. And I, more than anything, Darwin Halliday, want to be like him. So I'm going to put all of this energy forward to try to go back in time through the multiverse to see how he became this version of himself, the Joker. And then I'm, I'm going to recreate it because I want to be that. And that's where we are now, where Batman is trying to stop him from doing this so this world can live without a Batman and without a Joker. And hopefully, you know, once he finishes up and leaves this world completely, Gotham can get back on track without these two menaces of society. Yeah. And so what I was hoping for, and really when I when I got done, and I'm saying the first half of this that really deals with this Gotham without a Batman, we never really got that. And the idea of, the fail-safe empathy, he sends them here, and you're wondering, like, well, it's still a shithole. Like, you weren't really empathetic. Did he know about this? I figure he was just, he he took him off our Earth is what it was, the empathy. Instead of killing him, he just well, took him out of the equation. Well, he said that the empathy was to send him to a Gotham without a, it felt weird. Now, I thought by the end of this, one thing that would intrigue me, and you even hint at it near the end of this first half, is the, and even by the end. The idea of this where I wish that we had instead of, hey, a Gotham without Batman, have that. But in a way that when Batman shows up, Halliday, who is a good guy here, somehow Batman being there and the way that Batman acts, reacts, all that turns him more into the Joker than he ever would have been in the idea of, oh, my God, maybe Batman is the cause of all this that we always joke about and whatnot. But you didn't really get that. Well, you got the opposite of that, ultimately, where you have Batman realizing that this shit will happen regardless of me. I'm not the problem. I, I kind of wanted it the opposite, but then work out, you know, I'm no rightist here, Eric, but I wanted it to be the idea that we think, oh, my God, what we're seeing here is that maybe Batman's staying away. A Gotham without a Batman's better, and he's here. He's the one who mucks it up all the time because that's always the joke. And I thought there'd be a clever story in that, but we didn't really do that. And really, by the end of this first half, you kind of realized that there was a lot of things left behind and a lot of things we didn't get that I really wish that we could have spent more time on. And I'm not sure if this is one of those, well, Chip Starsky, when he first started this story, did they know full out that the spookiest months of the year, July and August, there was going to be a shutdown? Because you're going to want to then have a break you, you can't yeah. really connect unless you're ram v he seems like he doesn't care he has no shame in his game those two months being off he's not gonna and we'll get back to it but you think that maybe this had to rush a little because this did feel a little rushed especially the first half where you end up well, you starting start last out. issue i think things kind of fell apart like i said the idea that halliday is revealed as the joker and then it's like all right i gotta become the joker myself and but the way we do that even becomes more convoluted and almost silly for this what I like to like, you know, feel like a serious kind of story dealing with the Bat God. You know, what Batman can overcome anything, like we saw at the beginning of the arc with the failsafe stuff. Once we get here, I'm like, okay, he's got to learn how to become the Batman again to try to make this world better, while also trying to figure out his way home. Once we get to the point where Halliday's, I'm Red Mask, and I'm, I've been pumping this crane brain out Gotham, make people insane and crazy, so I can lock them away and do experiments on them for whatever fucking reason he wants to. Now I'm gonna. 
pump this other gas out there with the crane brain that's going to be multiversal gas, which is going to power up my multiversal machine so that I can go and see what, how the Joker became the Joker. And that's the whole idea. That itself is like why I kind of really got turned off on what was going on in this Batman story. And when we get to this, the idea, oh my God, check this out. I got all the multiversal energy I needed from this gas and those assholes outside breathing in. You know what I saw when I looked into the past in another multiversal world? I saw that I'm the guy that turned the Joker into the Joker in our main continuity. He looked into a puddle after he fell into the chemicals, and he didn't have just a bad day. He saw my jerk-off face, and I made him the Joker. That is my lot in life. I can never be the Joker, but I'm going to be the man that makes the Jokers. And this completely falls apart for me, because not only do, do you ruin... The freaking, you know, the killing joke idea of one bad day because now it's just this holiday asshole, holiday asshole. He's the guy responsible for turning the Joker. That's why I think it went too far. And then it goes even further in the multiverse. I think the multiverse would have worked out enough for me. I don't, I don't like it in our main universe, the idea, because like you said, it lessens some things. But I think that maybe you could have had, it's weird. You even will play like the idea of the three Jokers, even there's like a little wink, wink. But when you get into the multiverse, I don't mind that. I don't mind that. He wanted to be the Joker, realizes he can't, has this multiversal energy, and somehow a sane Joker ends up creating the deal. I don't mind once we get into the multiverse, but the thing about the idea of getting there, I didn't like. The idea, though, it's like not only are we going to fuck up our main continuity, which I really do care about, but I'm going to go and use time and space to go and do all these things to jump into other things that people care about and muck up the works over there. Does it matter in the end? Who knows? Because we're just there to screw things up and move on. Yeah, but the, one of the things that I didn't mind, and we talk about this with the multiverse, and I don't know if they're going to deal with this. I don't know if anything, I'm guessing no. Eric, the multiverse, it heals itself, we've heard. But, For sure. And also continuity is a pretzel. But I don't mind one thing, Tasty. that if you were going to go and do some things, because we always talk about any time, and usually you get the same Earth. You're going to go to Earth 3 a lot. But every yeah. time you do, it's reset. Every time you do, it's like nothing ever happened there except what's happening now. And I thought maybe this is one of those where that could give something like a Batman Beyond universe where the Joker's back or something like that. Maybe you can have a little offshoot, a little deal with that. And it might spice things up a bit. I know that it ruins a lot of things that people do like with that. But it's still anytime you're going to have multiverse, it's going to be an Elseworld well, type deal, obviously, is. and you can play with it. But I like that maybe you can get some progression or something different. From these stories, I don't think we will. I think this is just going to be pushed aside. But I don't like the way that we get to the multiverse because I think it's kind of silly. The idea of multiversal gas charging this whole thing up because of crane and it's brain like bullshit. Fear with the crane being combined with that, and yeah, it's, it's but weird. When we it's go, weird. it is actually the best version of a multiversal travel because while we always complain that anytime you go to any world, it's always the same thing you see all the time. Like the the greatest hits version of a multiversal like Elseworlds story. Here it makes sense because it's also time and space. So he's actually traveling in time and space. He can go to any point in these worlds. So it's okay to see those points where we're always seeing things because it makes sense. Or any other times is kind of bullshit. But that's also the problem with it. It's like, oh yeah, you know, Red Mask, he went to the Dark Knight Returns universe right at the end of the Dark Knight Returns book, like, you know, freaking number three, I want to say what it is. But the idea, like, and then the Batman came and the Joker, he was going to come back to life even though the Batman had just, like, you know, fought him and the Joker killed himself. And I'm like, you really just gonna mess up the Dark Knight Returns like that out of nowhere for no, no reason again, whatsoever. I don't think anybody's gonna, you know what I mean? It's gonna be one of those where it'll fix itself and nobody will ever deal with it, so it's there. But he did give him a hand there, and to tell you that. Which, honestly, it's, that is the best part I of the multiverse of travel. Didn't you want to see more of that when you get there? Batman in the previous issue 
He lost his hand to the ghost maker of this, you know, world without a Batman world that we dealt with previously. And he's going through now with, you know, putting some, he, he freaking cauterizes the wound. He puts some batarangs in there. Now he has like a claw slash spike club kind of hand. For some reason, I actually dug that. But when you go to the, when you, when you go to the Dark Knight, when you go to the Dark Knight Returns universe, though, that makes sense for him to get a robotic hand because Bruce Wayne of that world had just done that for Oliver Queen to fight Superman. So he has the schematics and everything ready to go with it. I'm like, that was the best part of that multiversal travel. We'll get to that stuff once we get done. But I had people already arguing with me before about this and the idea and the term member berries came up. Oh my God, that's all this is. But I thought that it was a little, like you said, that Dark Knight Return stuff, it's a little more clever if you actually sit and think about what is going on. The idea that he had well, done just the hand is. that exact <laughs> thing with the hand. But I think some of the other stuff, yeah, while it is just fan service, I don't mind seeing the Batman of the multiverse actually help out Batman. And I'll tell you, we get something, I won't even say it until the end, but we get something that usually triggers the shit out of me. And I didn't mind. I really, I actually thought we were going to get even further where we're going to actually go somewhere where you'll end up having Adam West himself and Kevin Conroy helping out. Then I would have been like, okay, we're going too far. But in the beginning, people were already upset. The idea that he says, okay, I got to get electroshock. It does go a little too much. If you're not going to tell this whole story, I mean, you don't have to sit there and come up with a reason why his heart rate goes down and this and that and whatever. But when you're going through it, the thing that really threw me off was, like you said, things that were just thrown at you. Oh, we got this gas that the multiversal craziness and it's going to fuel me. Nothing ever explained. So I didn't like that. And then as you go, you end up having Alfred, who just, I, I just don't need him to you know sit what, there. Bruce. It turns out you were right. I should be a good guy in this world. And finally, because you said something previously, and I realized that my son's still alive, I'm going to do what's right. and I'm going to save people. You know what, Alfred? You should come with me to my world. Oh, my God. I'm dead there. I didn't mind that. I'm saying that even before that, when he comes up with the realization, you know what, people? Money is a shared fiction. I'm like, get out of town. Just end up doing the right thing because it's the right thing. But again, it, it ends up in Leslie Tompkins, his wife, who he cares more than anything about in this world, has been bitching about him for, I want to think, for 20 plus years about doing this. He said no the entire time. But now, you know what? You're right. Turn the other cheek. Harass is in that tower as well. So they're there. But the thing is, and this is a all around thing. This is a Chip Zdarsky thing, because if you've been reading Daredevil, you're starting to get the same kind of messages that he sends. And while it just comes and goes, it's fine. I'm sitting there. I'm like, bitch, I'd like to have money. Share that fiction with my ass because I'm poor as shit. And it just kind of bothered me, the idea that that's what you're going to center on instead of, hey, everybody, I'm a good guy and I got to save some people, which he ends up going to do. Uh, But when they end up doing that, you do have that deal with Red Mask and he ends up seeing the Joker, but he's he's too scared. Oh, my God, he saw me and I was too scared and he's not scared. It gets a little convoluted. It, it, it does. does end up like you're because like, all even right. the idea where he realizes that I can never be the Joker. Dash it all. This is all I've ever wanted. Want to be the Joker, but you know what? I can be. I'm going to go through the multiverse. I'm going to be the man that makes the Jokers. And the idea where he actually tunes into the Joker's brain of our main continuity universe, Earth Zero. And tell you, I don't like the idea that he makes the Joker the Joker, but that's what it is. Now it's going to be. But if you want my little my little multiverse device a little more, I'm going to hop the multiverse fantastic. And I'm just going to go world to world. And my very presence is either going to resurrect dead jokers, make jokers who are still alive, super jokers, 
or I'm going to bring Jokers to a world that never had Jokers at all. I'm like, hey, you, you do what you want, Red yeah, Mask. I don't have I, to I like it, though. I didn't mind it. I mean, as he's doing it, I didn't mind it. But yeah, he's going to do that. He's tackling it up. And- I said the one thing, like, they're going to come back as Super Jokers. Every world gets that, whether they had a dead Joker, a live Joker, a freaking Joker that never existed. They're all just super deadly Jokers. And it seems like they're even crazier and whatnot. But when you have this all, you end up where Halliday goes through this portal. He goes off into the multiverse and Bruce Batman has to follow. And so he's there and that's where you end up having Alfred and realizes you're Alfred's dead because he says, come with me. I thought that was a nice enough moment. I thought it was nice enough. I actually really thought what I really like, there's weird things in this that I like this first half. I like the headbutt kind of deal that ends up cutting Halliday because of those two pointy ears. I thought that was Oh, when he shoves his helmet into his chest or his stomach, yeah. What we missed out on in this story, you get right before we leave this world, was that when you actually have Bruce say Alexis to Punchline, Crimson, and she actually is like, oh, my God, like, how do you know? Nobody calls me that. Like, that almost makes her kind of come out of this, like somebody actually knows or cares about me, whatnot. You don't get enough of it. And I wish that we had more of that. And then when that happens, she's like, okay, well, you're right. The things that Halliday is going to do, this is bad. And it's going to, you know, maybe kill him as well that she cares about him. And that's that's all I think that the thing was. She was taken back by him calling her her real name, which is not really, you know, how did you know? That could be a moment where, like, it is a turning point where she's like, oh, my God, he's fine. Yeah, I wish there was more developed with this. But ultimately, yeah. it's like. Yeah, Halliday's going to be fucked up if you don't tell me exactly what I need to know. Okay, I'll tell you exactly what you need to know. I love him so much. I'm and again, crazy that is about the him. forced deal. I'm so crazy. Uh, but speaking of force, then, you end up where they go into his little deal. Oh, my God, I have all this multiversal stuff. I'm going to get this, get this trinket. I'm going to, you know, get everything ready so that I can harness the deal and go and find him. And then travel back to my own world afterward. And then out of nowhere, after I thought a nice enough moment with this Alfred, Selena steps up. Selena, who earlier said, you know what my superpower is? Money. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. And then you end up where at the end, she's there. Oh, yeah, I built this empire here. Why why don't you ask me to come? Oh, I already have my own sling. Oh, well, I have this empire here. And, you know, I'm sure that you really bitch and moan at that, Selena. Like, you're probably not nice and making it be a do-gooder. So I don't like that. You don't make me feel safe and just kicks them into this thing. That is so forced. Honestly, for, for this Selena of this world, there's no reason for them to have a connection. And I actually I like the idea that she Why kicks him away. Why would she kick him into the multiverse, though? It, it, it's just to get him in there without his equipment. she doesn't have this connection. And she has an empire here to, and needs to get rid of him. Because she's he's going to say all these things that he can never say to his Selena. He's just going to use That's her fine. as a prop, essentially. But what like, happens when he gets like into you. that portal? She's never going to see him again. She leaves him. It's exactly That's what she so, wants. But he's going in anyway. He's going to go in the next five minutes. He's just getting the harness and things, and she kicks him in only because we have to have him only have the tracker that he's zipping around. He doesn't have well, control. Also, it might be the reason. idea where Selena Kyle of this world realizes who this guy is, the judgments he passes on to her for what she's doing. If the Selena of their world is anything like this, she doesn't need him either. Yeah, but that's she doesn't really know, and she just kicks him in. It's, like you said, the Alexis thing I thought was okay. That's just to get her to open up that safe or that room. This is just to get them into that deal. And it didn't even feel like anything that we got in the issues before here. 
leading up to this. Like she was just pissed off. Oh, you're not going to take me. Well, I don't feel safe about you and kicks him in. It's not the progression we've gotten up until now. And even Jules is there. I think Jules is going to put a bullet right between her eyes. Oh, my God. Why would she do that? We'll never know. Well, she ended up screwing. As far as they know, you just ended up killing Batman and who knows. But Jules was saying about the whole deal with, hey, you know, if you call me Master Jules, you can work with me. And that seems like her and Alfred will team up a bit to, you know, help people out. But Selena just at the last second. I wonder if Batman, as we continue this run, is going to look for a jewel of his world. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. Maybe he'll look for a pearl, Eric. What (laughs) A pearl necklace. You end up where he starts following the, you know, Halliday. And he's going to go through things. He's in, you know, the Batman 89 universe. And there's the Earths that have been designated for a lot of Where Jack Nicholson is back to life with red eyes and he's deadly Joker's back to life. The super Joker of this world. And I'm like, and the thing is, I really wanted to be a situation when we got into this where it was one of those unused Batman scripts where, like, you know, it was even a Schumacher stuff with a Batman triumphant where I think they're going to have, like, either the Joker's daughter or Harley Quinn take on the mantle of the Joker. Like, they were there the night he died back in the first Batman movie. I'm trying to, like, you know, remember how those scripts originally were going to go. But when we find out, it's just, yeah, I'm bringing Joker's back to life and they're super bad now. Yeah, it looks yeah, pretty cool. cool. And you could have you could have used a little more of the things that they just had in that Batman 89 book that they had with some of the new things and stuff like that but you just kind of go in and out and you you pop in and out you end up in the red rain red deal rain. with the vampires and i know that you always tell me can't trust vampires can't Jim. trust vampires eric and, and that, again this is fan service it is and it is kind of member berries as people were saying but i didn't mind that once you end up getting Batman kind of gets his bearings and realizes what's happened. He's actually going to get some help from some of these Batman of the multiverse. And you get to see some cool things. The art's really good, I thought. The idea of the Batman Beyond universe, you get there and you have Batman, like, you know, talking to old Bruce Wayne of that universe. But you also have Batman the Animated Series depicted like he goes there. But those are one in the same universes. Yeah, it is weird. Now, but I, again, I, time and space. So I guess it can make sense because they are traveling. I just don't know why Halliday would go to the same universe twice. Yeah. It is weird, and you end up having that Joker then come and attack them, and they spend a little more time in the Batman Beyond universe there with them talking, and the idea that, okay, I kind of get some of your thoughts that you're having, the old man Bruce and these, and they're trying to help him out, and then he ends up, you know, back in the day, you know, comic universe, then he is in the Victorian Batman universe, I believe the one is. Then we get Kingdom Come, we get Injustice. We're just going to go through some of these like really, really quick. But some of them mean more. Is one Gotham by Gaslight when you say Victorian? Yeah, I think that it's even a different deal. The way I was looking it up, they were spelling out these Earths the way that they were spelled out. So yeah, it probably is the Gotham by Gaslight, but the way that they called it was the Victorian. I was going through a whole deal. And uh, yeah, there's the Injustice deal. That guy's pissed off, Eric. He's, he's got other fish to fry over there in the John Kent book. And then he ends up in the Batman 66 deal and he doesn't have his belt. He didn't get his belt because he was kicked in by Selena and you end up having Batman 66, Adam West, give him the belt. Batman always needs his Every utility Batman belt. Batman needs a utility it's belt, yeah. fine. I mean, I'm not going to read this and get angry. I realize Super what's deadly happening. Cesar Romero Joker of the Batman 66 world. <laughs> I, I like it. Uh, but again, I'm, I had fun with this. And that's something that I haven't had in the Batman book. It ended up, I know. In the deal, it is forced, it is. But if you're going to force things and get to what, we don't even know what this leads to. By the end, it's very ambiguous what this could lead to. So we'll see. But as it was going through, I was having fun. And I thought the art was really good. And you do get to the 
Dark Knight Returns deal, and that's where he ends up getting smack dab after the nuclear explosion, which knocks out all the power in Gotham City. You have Batman rile up the, the former mutants, the sons of Batman now, and all of a sudden our hero just jumps in. I'm like, this is so weird just to throw this in this specific spot of one of the greatest Batman stories ever told, whether you like it or not. It's like, it just feels weird, even though it makes sense for him to be here to get that you know, robot, you know, Luke Skywalker hand, because at least that's something that makes sense to me, because Oliver Queen needed that to shoot the kryptonite arrow at Bat- at Superman during the fight. And it looks like he's there, and he's got, like, one of those 3D printers there, and he's zipping and zapping, and then he's got a hand. I wish we would have saw a little bit, because he just kind of has it, but it's fine. Yeah, well, yeah there, you he's get got Batman his hand to have a new hand now, and also the Dark Knight Returns Batman also gives him a new costume, so he can continue his search for Halliday, where he's just getting pushed and pulled throughout time, like he's Sam Beckett from Quantum Wafer, Jerry O'Connell from Sliders going world to world. And it's just such a weird idea because we have Infinite Earths now. And I don't know why a character like Halliday, whose main purpose is to make jokes now, would just stop his, you know, Infinite Earth stroll. Uh, yeah, I'm at, a, I'm at the end point of time where I just created my own world there. Joker sharks are eating a Gotham. Like, it's a weird yeah, I don't way know to if end it this. was like one of the things that he ended up like, I got to hole up and I've got to defeat this guy. I know he's after me or he's given up. He's because he's, he's just kind of sitting there. Yeah, he's just kind of sitting there. Maybe at the end of the multiverse, though, where the infinite earths are recreated after Dark Crisis. Maybe he just got there. <laughs> I'm telling you, he just seems like he's kind of depressed. He's like, what am I doing? Here we go. I created the Jokers. It isn't enough. He needed to stop. I don't like that it says the end. I thought that this was just a way of like, yeah, this isn't what I really wanted to do. This isn't, you know, flipping my dilly. I'm here sitting this what they say, flipping my dilly. And so he kind of stopped. But, you know, with that, you end up getting the sharks. And yes, that is a setup. That's a full setup. But if you're going to set things up, I thought that it was kind of cool. And I thank God I have my bat shark repellent. And even then he has it. And he's like, it looks like some Batman prepared better than me. And I'm like, all right, I usually get Look, so. I know we're having a celebration at the legacy number of 900, but you turn what I thought was a very super serious Bat God story that had me really compelled and interested into the last issue until, hey, everybody, we all like Batman. Here's the stuff that you like, whether it makes sense or not. I'm like, you kind of wasted your potential in my mind. The only thing that I did kind of think, and I had these theories that I ended up scrapping, but. We are getting the Dawn of DC. We're supposed to be getting the best of each. Oh, this is the greatest version of this character. You're going to have this, that, and the other thing. And I really think that maybe that's kind of maybe what we're seeing that he's going through. He's getting help from all of the Batman of all sort of things. And it does show you the Omniverse or the Infinite Deal because you have the animated and all that stuff thrown in video game stuff. And so I thought maybe by the end, it's like, okay, this is a Batman who's been helped, learned, and also seems to be kind of mind melding with all of them including the yeah, ours for each of them and like is that a way okay. to then get out of this to know. say it's the best version of him i don't even I know don't what know. the hell that means because you are mind melding to the point where each batman understands this is a batman from the earth so we can just pretty much get past the fight even though the dark knight returns bruce wayne slugs him a few times before oh that's right you're batman too i got you now my mind just jumped on but when you have, you know, Batman defeat Halliday at the end of the multiverse, like, all right, I have this hope disc that was given to me by the Batman Beyond Bruce Wayne, which would give me one way trip back home for whatever my multiversal signature is. I can either do it myself and leave Halliday here, or I can send Halliday home. And like the idea then becomes, well, I'm going to send Halliday home. And then Tim Drake shows up with this multiversal Robin suit. He's like, I'm here to take you home. I really was upset he done. wasn't involved more. I really wanted to see more of Tim involved. That was one of my biggest complaints. What are we doing with Halliday, the man who can make jokers? We're going to send him home. And yes, maybe Jewel and Alfred are going to be good guys. They're going to be like, you know, 
power to the people. And but you send Halliday back up. He's still the most powerful man in Gotham City. Has all these people and like things at his disposal. You send him back up. Now he is taking things over <laughs> five hours later and going, going right, right back, back to business. Hey, he finds out what? What happened, Selena? You killed all my. Where's High all my venom infused friends at? Yeah, yeah. Judge Dent, he's been. Uh, but yeah, even the it, idea where, it's where Tim Drake shows up to bring Batman home finally. Okay, we're we finally put an end to this story. Bruce Wayne can finally come home. Yes, he has a robotic hand, but for the most part, he's 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 alive. Okay, that's fine. But when you end the issue, then with all the multiversal Batman wearing Zura and R costumes, talking about time to fight some crime. Like, I don't even know what you're trying to do anymore. Yeah, and Nikki Gabagool was talking about this, and we were kind of discussing the different things. And I thought maybe what it was at first was, well, you also had the Joker, but this seems like it might be in, in Bruce's mind, and now he has all the. I don't know if that's what the next story will no be, idea. or it's a combination of all those things. I would watch out. Honestly, I don't think we're ever going to see it again. Of the Red Rain deal. Well, that's. I was going to ask you because, you know, there's not been any announcements. The next story that we have solicited will be a selena story batman goes back and wants to you know kind of reunite with selena what do you do then in september because the book then shuts down for two months now would you be shocked if we find out well chip sadarsky's not on the book anymore like they're keeping boy with this and so is this a weird ending or is this the start of a newer story that we can get and that's what i I think it's just a weird by at the end and I'm saying weird ending like this is him ending it. And the weird play, you even mentioned it. I think people forget this is a 900. This is a celebration deal. So an anniversary if up, issue. If you ended up having a, a good ending to the holiday deal and then just had a celebration part of an issue where it was like, hey, we're sending you back. Oh, no, something went crazy. And he just ping pong through this. Then that'd be fine. You'd be like, oh, that was cool. That's a neat celebration. See all the Batman. Then he's back. But to end it like this, yeah, that first half and how that kind of just forced its way into this, I didn't like, but I really did like a lot of the stuff in the art, especially, and I'm not usually an art guy, but some of the things kind of got me in that way that I thought. Especially all the different representations of the different art that we had in the multiverse is great, yeah. Yeah, they look really good, but by the end, like, I didn't need a the end and have the Batman of Sword and R's staring at me like they wanted to pull my pants down or something. Look at that grin that that one there on this the, is Michael the Keaton. left has. Holy crap, yeah, he, the Michael Keaton Sword and R, that guy gets handsy, and I don't, I don't even want to hear well, that's you doing. say any different. <laughs> All of a sudden, I get in trouble because I said this is an art version album. Oh, my. But what would you give this? Ultimately, I was not a fan of the conclusion to this story that I have been, until last issue, have been enjoying wholeheartedly. Yes, some of the backup stuff of the Tim was a little here and there, but ultimately, I thought the story was really good and really interesting. But now it just feels like a hodgepodge of kind of bullshit thrown together that doesn't really make sense. And even came to the conclusion of the holiday being the Joker, this, that, and made everything less around it. Like, not even its own thing. It went out of its way to make other things that I love less. And I'm like, that is really fucked up to me. So even though I enjoyed the art and I enjoyed most of the series, this finale was really lackluster. I'm giving it a 5.5 out of 10. Yeah, I'm way higher than you. I'm giving it an 8. I, the things that got messed up, I could care lickety split about. I, I don't even care about them because I don't think it'll ever affect them anyway. And I had fun with it. And I'm hoping that it builds from this to maybe get us that version of Batman. Like, oh, this is the Dawn of DC deal. We'll see. I don't know if it's continuing. I don't know if Chip Zdarsky is staying on the book. I assume he is. Or they might have announced something uh, going into September. But obviously, we'll have to wait to those solicits or what would be announced later. But it was a weird ending. 
But that second half in the multiverse, I just had fun. And Jimmy likes to have fun, Eric. There's not a lot of fun books. But one of the fun like books story. is... Yeah, I still enjoyed the idea of all the Batmans helping him as he goes through that and he kind of gets better and gets some things, gets his but hand on back. On top of that, like you that. have super deadly jokers that are brought back to life, brought into existence, or just even super. Yeah, like I said, no I don't reason. even mind that. Just that that might give a little spark to some stories if they wanted to tell down the line. I think it'll all be forgotten anyway. Uh, but we'll go to the next book, which is another book we've had fun with. Uh, but we'll see if we have fun with what is getting close to the end of Jeremy Adams' run. The Flash, number 798, written by Jeremy Adams, with art by Fernando Pastor, Eau Claire Albert, Will Robson, Matt Herms, and Rob Way. And it's finally here, everybody. Baby Wade is born to the West family, and we're all just a happy family together. The freaking, you know, Wally, Linda, Jay, Irie, and the new baby brother, Wade. But will it last? Because out of nowhere, Grady Good decides, I need me that baby, and fucks things up to the point where everybody has to say, all hands on deck while we go and try to get our baby back. From Granny Goodness. Baby back, baby back. I need you to start singing that. The idea of this, <laughs> I, I actually had to once I said that. <laughs> I actually was shocked when we went in and the baby was already born. I don't know why, but it's just, whoa. Like, yeah, we don't have a lot of time. So we got that. And yeah. of course, Wade is the name. We, we kind of joked about that before don't when you end up having Wade. Yeah. And you do get the confirmation that she's no longer, Linda's no longer powered up, that it seems like the baby was doing that, but not really Centering on the idea that the baby's powered I'm supposing he is I'm supposing Wade could be pretty cool But speaking to Jeremy Adams I asked Like what's up with Wade Like we're going to see him continue whatever And he basically said it's at the hands of Cy Spurrier That this there's no real plans Of this you know deal Continuing on hopefully Nothing ruins it so then you can Have it later on I really thought Once Granny Goodness came in an hour man Shows up that we actually were getting a tie In to the lost children stuff And Makes possibly sense what we have Missing children yeah well DC one million Hour man these are all things that are lost Children I thought that it was going to be one of those Oh I see Cy Spurrier's Taking over the book but we may be able to Continue with Wade and the search for him With some people in the Jay Garrick you know, golden age deal that has Judy in it with Him Jay, and, and it, he said that that was not the case. So that kind of yeah. got me upset with it. So either what he's giving me a wink, wink that this will be resolved. I hope by the end of this run, so. which is next issue, and then a bit of that eight hundredth issue. Uh, but it's kind of a shame. I was hoping that they made a backdoor way that he can continue everything, though Wally. Is the one who's in the whole cosmic horror deal, so he wouldn't be in. So maybe you have to twist and turn things too much. But I did like this. I, I did like it though. I really it just took me like, oh my god, the baby, and then all of a sudden, oh, the baby's gone. Like it, it comes like lickety split here because oh, it does. And even the idea where you have Linda give birth to Wade, everybody's happy, and then we're gonna send you know the kids off to stay with Linda's parents. And but Wally, he's got to get back to work because Mister Terrific's working on a new experiment that Wally's been working on as well. The idea of opening up a wormhole through time and stuff like that. It's going to have a containment unit. We don't know if it's going to work or not. But ultimately, the explosion at the hospital happens, which I'm not even sure if there's a reason for that. Maybe just to cover their tracks. Like, oh, no, people died in the explosion. Maybe the baby's dead. But when you have the containment unit break, a terrific tech, and it's just out of nowhere, there's this, you know, DC one million hour matchup. Yo, baby's not dead, Wally West. Turns out that I heard some shit at the end of time when I was fighting Monarch, you know, freaking the hawk, you know. That's Hank Hulk on all fucking evil. And it's the worst part. I can't even remember at what point in time this happens. If it's like past the zero year stuff, because I think it has to for the way that DC 1 million came out. But since we have Hour Man going on in Lost Children right now, 
and you know the idea that he is the DC one million hour man, but he's time traveled so much. I'm sitting there. You never know. Right, so this That's is a, the problem. This is an earlier version than the one I believe we have in The Lost Children, but with the idea of this time travel and android, I'm like, you're always going to be a mystery to me, aren't you, buddy? <laughs> He's like, I've been dealing with that piece of shit extent, and I'm really extent. That's it. He was the monarch at that point. It was extent. And I, I actually, me and you talked about all these things before, and I kind of do kind of dig that. And the idea, though, that a lot of people, when they saw Arrow Man in this book, Everybody likes to see things connected. So, oh, my God. Again, I thought, oh, this is that clever way to allow Jeremy Adams to kind of continue his story, even though, like, almost DC saying, listen, we we done messed up. But we can't end Sysburger's already doing this stuff. We're going to allow you to kind of do things. Maybe you can get the kids. Maybe you can get Wallace. But they'll be involved in the end. But that doesn't seem the case. And I thought, oh, it would have been pretty cool. But I do like where our man's like, I heard a lot of bullshit being said in the next room. Granny goodness, that's such a it's such a weird idea too. Because even the hearing stuff in the next room when he's at the end of time fighting X Ten, pretty much forever. This is the end of Hank Hall's situation here, where he's going to be forever taken. And then there was an explosion, and then I went to the time point, and then I heard some Granny goodness bullshit. I thought, man, I got to go and stop this. So then, when you open turned on the machine, I was able to come here, and now we just need the world agog. You know, from Gold Beetle's time machine, it just all becomes this like boom, boom, boom yeah, situation. And I don't know why, but especially because the idea that, all right, look, guys, Mr. Terrific, he has himself a big old T-shaped ship. Going to put the world of Gog in that from Gold Beetle's, you know, ship. And we're going to go into hyper time. And once we say that word, I'm sitting there, oh, I don't understand how you're going to do any of this. Because even the idea of Hank Hall extant at this point in time still being within the timeline to a universe that doesn't exist anymore so weird but once you say hyper time you can do anything All but i'm really off. afraid that you don't have this eternal struggle with our man and x10 anymore that x10 is going to come back in some way and since we still have a good hand call of hawk and dove it's going to be this weird situation that we almost had during the convergence where you had you know green lantern hal jordan but you also had twilight emerald parallax hal jordan twilight twilight emerald twilight i think you're giving dc a little too much credit but even no, I'm just so sitting there because it becomes convoluted though because whenever you bring in a hyper time especially when you have the speed force working in its own like you know magical way to do the speed force stuff but you introduce hyper time it becomes this really hard thing to put your thumb down on how any of this is actually going to work and how it's going to affect anything because it can be anything at any time it doesn't matter that's what they say at the end uh but when you have this all and it's going and down. even with Our Man fighting Extent here, this is a version of Our Man that exists outside of the other DC 1 million that I have to assume is the future of our current continuity. So even that is a hyper-time situation. So you can have both of these DC 1 million Our Mans coexisting because they're not the same being anymore because time had changed. Or it didn't. And, and the whole play here, we talked about the Chip Starsky deal where I said, hey, do you think that maybe he had to rush some things to get done before the spookiest months of the year, July and August, because of night terrors? This actually, you can tell what happened. They ended up telling Jeremy Adams his run was done. And this really does feel like things are pedal to the metal. We have to get these oh, yeah. big things out. Wade Bourne, we got to get this. Yeah, they are. And I remember when I had when I had Gold Beetle introduced to Wally and I said, hey, hold off on those stun discs when you meet you for the first time. we got to bring that up. So we do in this issue. So you have these little like, callbacks to these things for when Wally West will first meet Gold Beetle and have their first adventure to save their son Wade before sometime in the future when Gold Beetle and Jay West are banging each other. Yeah, and I just, I just want to let everybody know because people were arguing with me at one point when I said that I wish that more people were supportive of Jeremy Adams' run here because the book would have continued, and they argued, no, it's, that's not the case. He was always going to be off here. No, he wasn't. He's told me this. He's told a lot of people this. 
He had a lot more story to tell, and it got cut at the knees. So this is him really trying to scramble to get some things out there to get going. So overall, things that do feel forced, you can kind of understand why. It's a shame that they didn't get more Granny time goodness to go. cackling at the another room at the time point for Allerman to say, man, I got to stop this stuff. That's a bit of that like kind of forced situation. You know, just Granny goodness out of nowhere, stealing a baby on another side of a wall in the time point for Allerman from DC One Million like, well, shit, I can't let this happen. And I better go get that Wally West. Yeah, him to show up and say, well, I could have really helped you if I had my Whirligog. Oh, you mean the thing that the now will... The big-ass ship? No, the other thing inside the big-ass ship. Yeah, you know, the, the time to end. So you get Gold Beetle to come. Oh, that, I have it, no problem. And even when she ends up saying, when they're talking about it, like, well, we deal with you later. Well, if you say that, I guess I got to trust you because I can't... No, no, no. They could be lying, (laughs) but you could be lying to them. And she's like, oh, whatever, go. And uh, yeah, you end up where she has it. And then we can get going and you get a team going on. Okay, we have a cool, fun team. Wallace shows up and thought he was going to have to babysit. So that's fun. Well, yeah, for the idea, though, of the team, when you bring Wallace West and Kid Flash, that's fine. You got Gold Beetle, Mr. Terrific, DC One Million Hourman. All right, who else are we going to get? Well, there's Mr. Terrific. I know some people. It's like, all of a sudden, we're going to have a the Terrifics reunion. Here's Plastic Man. Here's Metamorph. I'm like, they had nothing going on. That's it. <laughs> they don't have anything going on. They're just sitting around, Eric. So they come out. Yeah, so, yeah, and you have Plastic Man. He's, you know, yucking it up with the, the Gold Beetle. But I, I, I like the team. I like what's going on. It's fun. just a shame. The whole time I was reading it, I was having fun with it. But it just keeps reminding me that we could have had so much more. And so much better if this could have been given a little more time. But you don't have the time. But what you do have is a big phallic fair play rocket ship that comes it's a out. T. Look, oh, I'm telling you, most people were like, it looks like a ball. Mine's and in the gutter. Yeah. Well, you know, the T balls. I was really sus with those before also. But yeah, they come up and they're Mine's like, yeah, we're going to go. Gutter. And they're going to go off into hypertime, into all this. And when they do, you know, they're like, okay, we'll set this, and they end up going face-to-face and smashing into the wrestler that ended up being <laughs> Wally's tag team partner before in that. And people love that, so that's a pretty cool And I did not care for that, because the thing is, it's a callback to that. It's the greatest hits as we move to the finale yeah. of Jeremy Adams' run, which is fine, because everybody wants to do that. You know, why not have a greatest hits of the stuff that you loved writing about and the characters you introduced? It's just personally... That was a goofy story that I didn't care for this character. It was just like, hey, I love wrestling. I'm going to do some wrestling stories, which is fine. Okay, we're going to go into hyper time. And he's just kind of on the on the windshield of the ship. Hey, what's going on? It's good to see you. But I'm like, all right, there are a lot of forced things he's to get to where we need to be. Uh, a lot of people, again, and I talked to you about that crazy idea that you didn't really love the dinosaur <laughs> aliens in the Shazam sure deal. Every time I talk to anybody about this flash run, they bring up that wrestling issue they all do and so you, you do I don't get need a mega bam bam a mega bam bam <laughs> it's kind of funny <laughs> oh he's there and he's gonna help out but again i don't mind because brother. you do you have this one hey brother you open up you have this and then we'll have another issue at least he got enough time that he can kind of finagle this in to get a couple issues to end this and not just one in your face deal so maybe it'll work out and like i said he has a story in that Big 800th issue as well, along with Jeff Johnson, Mark Wade. I have been having fun with Jeremy Adams' Flash. Remember, we're dealing with the main continuity, kind of Wally West and the family stuff, especially the kids. It's been my freaking bread and butter for this entire Jeremy Adams run. 
It's just right now, it's like you finally get the baby Wade, the thing that we've been waiting for for a long time with Linda getting pregnant and having speed force powers. I wanted and more with that. Idea. I'm really shocked that that wasn't the big moment that we ended well, up having is, an issue with. You, but. You're going to have Goofy Adventure, which is fine. People love it. Like you said, as long as you've got T-Rex dinosaurs, you don't need, I mean, T-Rex aliens, you don't need a story to go with it. But when you have a situation like this, Base your final stuff on the drama and the fun of the family. Like the victory run doesn't have to be every little thing that you throw well, in so it is. far. They're going to save Wade, so you throw Granny Goodness at the end of the last issue. All of a sudden, I'm going to steal me the babies, <laughs> and then oh, she like, likes the she's babies. over at the time point. She's on the other side of the wall. Our man heard some stuff. Now we're going to have go into hyper time, which means nothing's going to be able to be explained. Well, it won't. And and nothing's going to matter. <laughs> it really, it's not going to matter. It it's doesn't because matter. you're hyper time and. And again, I'm just trying to figure out why we're not going to apocalypse. When I'm starting, yeah, well, you know, they're, they're going to take a shortcut. Or uh, even the idea of, you know, Granny Goodness continuing on with the, uh, her female furies. Why wouldn't she want to, like, an Irie West with the powers that she has? Well, she's too old to train. It's it's like what Yoda said she's about not. Luke. You know, you need him right away, the babies. And they'll probably say that he's even more powered up because he has the power. But I really, you know, the things we're going to miss out on, uh, Jay and Irie, the first time that they get, get to babysit Fast Baby. That's what I call him, Fast Baby. Fast Baby, yeah. Him and stuff like that. Eh, it's a shame, but we're going to end up fast in... Fast I think, I think that the problem is, though, is by the end... Hot water burn Fast Baby! By the end, I'm sitting there and you end up having Omega Bam Man. You're like, oh, that's kind of fun. I think you kind of lose track of the idea that they are going to save Wade only because he only was in the book for a page. Like, he gets stolen so quick that I start thinking, I'm like, hey, were they real attached to him? I mean, seriously, Eric, just make another baby. We can make another get one. Another yeah. fast baby. Now, I just, you didn't get that point to fall in love with the baby so that you really are like, oh my, and he didn't have time to do it, unfortunately. But didn't you fall in love with the older Wade from another multiversal world during the one minute war? Screw that guy. And that guy didn't really seem to be that powered. So I, I don't know what the fuck's going on with that guy. So in all this, though, I really think that if he had his druthers, we would have had at least an arc where you'd see like just little side things. Oh, that baby, such a curmudgeon. Right? Is that what they say about the babies? Oh, my God. You want to be like Jack-Jack from The Incredibles? He's, <laughs> he's pooping real fast. Oh, my goodness. What do we do? But you would you become attached to him. That when you're baby. Yeah, exactly. But you'd be, you'd be attached to him and then get him stolen. And then, oh, my God, I want my, my fast babies back. My baby but back. But at this point, <laughs> baby, baby. <Ribs. laughs> at this point, you're like, all right, I get it. But, you know, I didn't get attached too much. I have more connection with Granny Goodness. And that's us, so. Yeah, what would you give this by the end? Ultimately, I think the art is great throughout this, but I've enjoyed the art throughout the Flash run, so it's good to see you here. The callbacks to other characters is fine, especially a terrific thing that I felt was kind of weird, but it makes sense with Mr. Terrific here, and it's continuity, so why not have these people call back? Because obviously I'm watching, I'm reading DC Comics, they're not doing much of anything anywhere else, so why not have them here? It's just the story was just a bunch of fast dominoes, bing, bing, bing each other to get to us to the point where we had to get as fast as far, as far as we possibly could for how little space we have left, which is really disheartening for everything that's going on here. The explanations feel kind of, I don't want to say half-assed, but along those lines to get us where we need for how very time forced, we have. Yeah. So like, it, it just feels really forced by it. I'm going to give it a 6.5 out of 10. I'm going to give it a 7, but I like it. I like what we get. It's just a shame that it couldn't be set up better, and it just feels forced, because it is. I mean, it really is. We understand the semantics of it, but I can't elevate it just because of the semantics. Unfortunately, the way things go, and it's a shame that down the line, years from now, nobody will even understand what and be Man, this really forced to an ending, not really realizing what 
was going on at the point. But what is well, maybe next? Maybe they will more by the end. Well, maybe, maybe we will. Maybe we'll be able to have something where we will get back to this. And DC doesn't like to. Nobody likes to admit they're wrong, especially me. But maybe they will end up okay. Well, let's have that fastest man alive book. Let's have that side book that we can yes. end up continuing. This it would be West great. Family fun. It would be great. Uh, and hopefully. Because of the bit of outcry of him being off it and people really like a groundswell of, you know, support for Jeremy Adams. I'm telling you, when you end up having next week, you have the Green Lantern number one come out. I think that a lot of fans of this book will go to that one. I hope they like it as much as I did. And also the deal where he once they had that Jay Garrick deal announced. People were like, yeah, I'm getting that. They thought, eh, oh, maybe yeah. I'll pick and choose one of the other two, but I'm getting that Jay Garrick because of how good you already have. Plus, that's a family book again. You got the And bones. also, the stuff that we have in Stargirl, The Lost Children, because you want to know more about Judy Garrick and being we taken really like time, that when it's the Jay Garrick, and I want to see the Flash and the Boom together once boom, again for the Eric, first time. Boom. It was weird. I told you that I talked to Jeremy Adams, and it seems like they have this idea that everybody hates Judy Garrick the Boom. And I'm like, I don't well, I'll, know I'll enough of her yet. Whenever we talk about Stargirl, the Lost Children, we talk about all of these characters that we love, these lost kids like that are Salem. reintroducing the timeline, all these different things. We never really talk about the Boom. No, we don't. Well, remember, she was just, you know, chained up to this. Exactly. Yeah, to the, the, again, though, I didn't get attached to her yet, just like Wade. Exactly. Eric. So hopefully that She's book no will the witch be girl. able to do that. No, I love Salem. Oh, that's my favorite. But what are we going to end no this pinky. section with? They're, those kids are so great. I'm telling you, if you, everybody, if you, and not unfortunately, but a lot of times we talk about that's a book that's picked a lot for the Patreon spotlight. As we're talking about this, I just want to let everybody know, just if you didn't know, me and Eric love that book for the kids. Those kids. It's the kids, Eric. We love that it's book. Kids, David. So anything that could continue any of that, I'm, I'm down for. So what is the last book of the section, Eric? Adventures of Superman, John Kent, number three, written by Tom Taylor, with art by Clayton Henry, Jordi Belair, and Wes Abbott. And we continue John Kent's journey into injustice, where initially we all wanted to see the big old jaunt with Val Zod. You know, Red Tornado, John Kent going to stop an Ultraman who's going multi uh, world to world through the multiverse, killing Cal Alice. But all of that seems to have ended now that we're in the Injustice universe and the Injustice Superman killed Ultraman in the previous issue. And now it's just time for anybody who hasn't read anything about Injustice, didn't play the video game, has no knowledge at all to be immediately caught up because that's all that this is. John Kent is your, your foray into the Injustice world. But if you do know it, I don't know what you're going to get from oh, this. Oh, I know what you're going to get. Bullshit, Eric. And, and here's where I'm going to get angry, because the idea that, really, we had begged and pleaded, the idea that John Kent was tortured in a volcano for year upon year by a doppelganger of his dad, and we finally were going to be able to get there, and actually he could work through some things, maybe with a couple Confront of fist questions, all these things, and... It was nothing. This was a dupe to get to the Injustice was, universe. The agency was taken out of his hands to even see what he would do in a dramatic element by the evil Superman of Injustice. Now it's just, yeah, I, had, I was supposed to have a kid and then I got sad, but now the world's better for it, huh? Why? What are we doing? Because in my mind, what we're getting towards here is a redemption or at least a little out for an Injustice Superman being a fascist overlord. Where are we in the timeline of this Injustice universe? Even then, that's not what I want. This, this is a John Kent book, and it seems like we're going to center more on the redemption of Injustice Superman. And seriously, so the idea that we get shoved into this. You only have six issues, and we're three issues in, and now we're going to have a walking tour of the fucking Injustice world? 
if people people who didn't like and it I aren't like, going to care. I like Injustice, but this this is the greatest hits of Injustice. Just to yeah, like, you're not doing in case you new. don't know, Superman's going to explain what you or you might not have read to John Kent to catch you up with what Tom Taylor's trying to do right now. But if you have read it, you're going to get the same bullshit you've already read. You have enjoyed, but you don't need to buy another book to get the greatest hits of it. Especially when that's not what this book seemed to be pushed at at the beginning. This oh, you was mean the interesting parts. Was, yeah, interesting. This was something that we really wanted to see for a while. And my stupid ass is sitting here on the sidelines reading this book now that we're in the Injustice universe that, you know, the the Ultraman had sent Valazad and the Red Tornado of Earth 2 into the Phantom Zone. I'm still worrying about the idea of how that works in a multiverse. Is everybody, is the Phantom Zone one place where everybody in the multiverse goes? Is this its own dimension? Or does every dimension have its own Phantom Zone? Because I need that to be the case because if everybody in the multiverse goes to the Phantom Zone, that place should just be overflowing with badass Kryptonians. It's going to be really crowded. You better watch yourself. Ah, uh, even then, when you have this, where okay, the big there was a mystery at one point, Eric. The mystery now is what the fuck's going on. But the idea, oh my god, Ultraman, he's going and killing all the Kal Els. Why would that be? And you kind of get yeah, with he's that a device, bad guy to make himself more powerful and then less powerful. In this, Lex says. You know, he's kind of pissed because Cal ends up wrecking his things and that's it. You get this weird description of it where he says he's just mad and went and did it. I'm like, oh, bullshit. Even that, it's like I had another Superman and this android. I'm like, really? Like, you can't even say the name. Oh, they're stuck in the Phantom Zone. Well, we'll look for those later. Look into I want that. you to see this great idea here that I have set up this great world where there's no problems. Here's the... And then you end up, and this is where, and I ended up talking to our guy, Ange, who is a big Superman, Supergirl, really fan, but really oh, does yeah. like John Kent as well. He is a very positive guy. This is a guy who doesn't really like to badmouth a lot. This guy loved the Steve Orlando Supergirl. So that tells you how positive he is. You end up coming in the... And he's furious. He's like, how the hell did this end up changing into an injustice deal? I avoided deal? injustice. Why yeah, am I here? He didn't really care, ever dealt with that. He's not a video game player. He didn't do it. And he even said, and he has a point, you may waste only a page, but you're wasting a page with Flash to come in and tell a joke where he even said, it felt like, like a Marvel Universe type joke, the idea when he comes in. But that's, again, everything almost points like, yeah, I didn't think we were going to be doing this. Like, why? And it doesn't seem clever in the way of, oh, my God, I didn't think it'd be this. And now it's a, it just feels like, oh, you just wanted to dupe us into getting to this injustice stuff. Because I do think that overall, the one thing that bothers Tom Taylor about everything he's done, he used to be the guy who kills people. That yes. was always the deal. And so he's but gone. I like it started with this, though. Yeah, it, it did. But it even went with other things and even his other Elseworlds disease, all that. So then it all of a sudden becomes, well, I'm going to go so far from that that John Kemp won't even punch anybody. And now in this, I think the one thing that sticks in his craw is that people, you had that evil fascist Superman and you. and But the story was not making him the hero. He was not the hero of this universe. He was somebody who had that one bad day and just went yeah. too far with the help. Of sus Wonder Woman, and it all did. Wonder Woman is the true it, villain. It, 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 she is, and she starts talking her nonsense in this, and again, that kind of made me giggle. But I just get the idea that at the end, it's going to be like you're right, and you're going to get this play of oh my god, John Kent Superman is so wholesome that he can even fix the injustice universe. Well, but that's again, 
it's not what I wanted from this series because the Ultraman thing is the big sticking point of John Kent's backstory. Even to age him up at this point, you need that confrontation. He never got it, and I hope at some point, like we just talked about the idea before, the multiverse fixes itself. I hate that so much, but I've never wanted it more in my life than Ultraman being brought back from the dead for no other reason. Just bring him back because I need my crime syndicate back because you can't make my boy look like a bitch that fast, but... When you have the situation of the injustice, which I don't care about, but now that we're here, what am I going to do? Having John Kent seeing this mirror image, and not completely like a mirror, like an Earth 3, but the idea of seeing his father in a bad light where his father, because he, like the one good point here, he says like, you know, I asked my father once why he didn't do more. And then like, you know, Injustice Superman's like, well, we didn't want to like, you know, overstep our bounds, but I realized that I am who I am, so I am going to make things better here. And then the idea then that John Kent is going to go with everything he's learned from his world and his father and parents. It's going to see the people are afraid. This this utopia that this Injustice Superman has promised and says he has made over, it's not exactly what it is. And even to the point where you have a world where he goes to see his friend Damian Wayne, who's working with Superman, who's killed Dick Grayson, Batman's furious, this whole thing. All these little things, it could be really good, but all, the, the first part with Damian and Batman and like Superman explaining what's going on, and like even Damian how he's acting, it is just a way to catch you up with what's going on in these characters, and you don't get the drama of having these two who are super sons together in this weird parallel world. It's just, let me catch you up some more on this side of the Gotham City of Injustice. Yeah, and I think that it's going to end up where Damien ends up being a better guy because of John, but it really doesn't make sense with the story. Even that, he, shouldn't he be Nightwing at this point in time and not still Robin? Yeah, yeah, he should have been. And then you could have Dead Man Dick Grayson come and talk I'm to John. I'm still waiting for that. Awesome. Like, there's some really cool stuff in Injustice, but the more you add on, you're going to have to just explain shit. And we're halfway through the series. There's not enough room. I There's do like the idea room. that John is going to have to confront this version of his father, even though we thought he had already like taken on the worst version of his father. Another bad version where he is stuck in a world that he still has to get his friends from Earth 2 out of. But this place is so afraid of this version of his father. What's he going to do? Thankfully, we have Lex Luthor, who's a good guy in this universe, who says, you're probably even more powerful than your old man. Well, everybody seems to say that everywhere. Yeah, you have that. So, and the yeah, idea we'll that his electrical powers is something that he can, you know, turn on almost like Superman in the New Fifty Two with the solar flare. We can turn all your like power into one punch, something like that. Where you can do this to almost take on the Injustice Superman who was able to kill Ultraman with one snap of the neck. But it's just you throw John at this. It's an interesting idea, not what I wanted, but at least by the end, it's interesting. I just wish I didn't have to wade through a backstory of what I've already read in Injustice to get to this point. And I even said before, and you won't get it, but uh, the way that even Lex ends up explaining it, we're, we're right back to John being Midoriya in the My Hero Academia with the One for All. That it's definitely it's it's spot on from that. So that seemed a little odd, but again, I don't know why. Like, this almost feels like the idea that Tom Taylor said, hey, I know that everybody wants to get some resolution. If we're going to have an aged up John, which some people can't accept, but if we are going to have that, at least let him work through the deal with Ultraman and go forward and whatnot. And then out of nowhere, we realize, oh, oh my God, oh, my God. This is now just a, you know, it's a personal circle jerk of. It's a, it's a personal redemption of Tom Taylor. We're reading Tom Taylor trying to redeem like himself, and <laughs> I don't know why I'm involved in it. And again, I loved Injustice. Some people hate it, some people love it. I love it. For what it is, it's great. Because for me, if you do read the whole deal and read, especially the first two seasons, especially, yeah, you, you, see, you, you see that. This wasn't just Superman saying, oh, I'm bad now. Here we go. It was that 
journey to it, and the, the amount of time, the amount of times that he could have pulled back, but he couldn't. And then Batman should have. Wonder he Woman could. Wonder him. Woman whispering, <laughs> and this, and all that coming down to killing Oliver Queen. And just how all the characters work together in that too was just so well done in that. Yeah, it was, and I thought that was really, really good. And that again. You had a digital first set up to a video game video that game. was unheard of to get something that good. It really, I mean, you ended up doing a little of that Mortal Kombat deal. I did Awful. a, I Awful. ended up reviewing one of the worst things. There was this like Crisis on Infinite Earth type game that was like a oh, strategy that other game. game. Yeah, t- yeah Remember? it was bad. And they made, oh, it was fucking terrible. Sucked. And so this was a really good comic that gave you that. Because back in the New 52 time, we had a new, a new digital title, like, you know, not new, but like a new issue of a digital title every, every day. day of the week. Smallville, that was 66, really good. You had Smallville, you had even the, what was the other one? Was it a was it a Green Lantern one that they had? Or was it Teen Titans? I forget the other Smallville tie-in was that we had. Well, you had Teen Titans. Or Smallville ended up having different seasons. So you'd have season oh, 11 okay. and then it went on and had the one with the And then you even had stuff like, I mean, at one point, Vampire Academy or whatever that one. But this, Injustice, was the shining beacon of all of those. Now, I really did like Batman Beyond 2.0. And I know oh, that right. if Mark's listening, he'll like that. And they even had the justice. That was with Dick Grayson being the mentor in that, right? Yeah, and that was really good. Yeah. But this was, this was the, sh- that this is the, the one standout. that kept going. It kept going. And uh, seriously, everybody who didn't like it, I just want to let you know, Tom Taylor did not invent the evil Superman. No. Th- that was not the case. You had that, you know. A comic to a tie-in video game, but you had it all these other places as well. But yet, it's still being, because it was that good. And to me, it's funny because I'm yelling about stuff that you were saying in the Chip Starsky Batman. Why are you ruining the thing I love? And I told you, I don't give a shit about that. This I actually do kind of because when you get into this, you're doing something you you don't need to do in universe. You're just doing it for yourself. It seems like he, like you said, it's not the redemption of evil Superman. It's the masturbatory redemption of him. So that later he went somewhere. Oh, he's the one that made the fascist Superman. Well, it made sense of the story. He'll, oh, no, no, I made that better. Fuck that. Fuck, I, I don't know why. And you're doing it on our dime. That's the weirdest part of it. And you tricked me and Eric. Me and, oh, Eric, bait and, switch completely. Me and Eric are naive. We don't know the shit. We had no idea that Bernard came into town. I don't give a shit about any of this. I just heard Ultraman. Yeah. And yeah. And, and that's what I was here for. The explanation that is just shoved aside by Lex, because you end up. I don't understand why Ultraman was doing that. Well, he's kind of upset that all the cows ended up, you know, ruining his day. So we ended up, that must have been it. Okay, let's no, no, go. We had that throughout, even in the first issue. That's something I complained about, the idea of the so-called device that Ultraman had that depowered other, like, the Kal-El's that he was able to kill that. I'm like, we're never going to find out about this device. It's just there for, like, Ultraman to do what he's doing, and it's never going to be brought up again. And it hasn't. And here, here is the exact deal. You end up where Lex says, what did this Ultraman want? Why was he here? And you end up, John says, he was killing kal across the universe. Now, the question was asked by Lex, who then answers, he'd probably been thwarted so many times by Superman across parallel Earths that he felt he should act preemptively. The end, Ultraman, Sayonara, sucker, everything that we wanted with this idea of seeing, like, how emotional could that have been? And now we're already in the Injustice deal, and you see such Superman. Is so concerned of not showing 
the shit that's been going on. I got to show the good stuff to little John. You didn't John. even get the emotional deal with it. It felt, felt very cold and, you know, hey, you can go around. I don't think that's a good idea. I'm like, shut up, Wonder Woman, you bitch. I'm telling you, she's the worst. She is. But, I, but again, I think that the problem is, is that you're having Tom. T- we think that this is him redeeming himself. So you're not going to show all the. It, it's just going to end up being. Oh my God, John's the shining light in all the multiverse. At a weird point in justice. time. And yeah, I, this flash is all this stuff. I don't get it. We'll see what happens. We'll see how it goes. But it's just weird. It's just weird. And then you get the Dam- Damien. I mean, seemed okay. I mean, he would it's be. Fun. Like, I just wanted more out of this. Yeah, I did too. But I it was too, just but... a way to say, oh, this also happened over here in case you didn't read Injustice. Yeah. I just want it more Ultraman. Which is a weird story. point because when we talk about my score, it's not too terribly low for me having to reread stuff I already know about this because I understand that this is meant for people as well who didn't read Injustice. Who yeah, need but to that's be the weirdest up. play. Like, why are you doing it then, right? Because if you think that everybody's against this, you would assume they, but you have to let the, uh, it all and goes around. Like, so it's, it's a double-edged sword for me where I don't need it, but I know other people would need it who come into this fresh without the knowledge of Injustice. So it's a weird situation, but the the utter lack of progression for this actually killed me a bit. I love the art, but it's just I needed to get somewhere more than I don't think that this Superman's world is all that great. And that's that's all you get by the end when you know you started the issue out with the exact same thing until a walking tour of injustice. But I'm still gonna give it a six point five out of ten. I like this series. I just want it to be less injustice. Yeah. Fuck you! Fuck you five for me. I, I like the art enough. It's just I, again, coming from my deal, I like injustice. I don't need anything redeemed, and I know all this. That's just me though. I I I understand what you're saying. You do have to catch people up, but again. It's like a dog chasing its tail. The idea of... Hilarious. You know, <laughs> that is pretty funny. And then you get like a light and the cat's going Sit after down, that. Tommy. You have just a whole circus going on in your house. I, I suggest it. But the idea of, okay, I want to redeem something because people are giving me shit about it. But now I'm going to... Because the people That's who hate... That's what it feels like. I don't know that for it certain. It does though. feel like that. And again, until we see otherwise, it really does point to that. But the people who don't like Tom Taylor aren't reading John Kent. They don't give a shit about him or Tom Taylor and don't like Injustice, all this. I don't know why we're stuck on this dog chasing its tail around because I did like Injustice. I wanted a story out of this. I thought we were getting that would be a good closure bit for John. Then we're suddenly thrown in a world he knows nothing about to just i don't know it's just bullshit but i'm giving it a fuck you five because it just irritated me the whole time but with that that's the end i i'll probably use that sound bite a couple more times tonight but we have two more books a couple more times two more books eric i don't know if that is a spoiler but we're gonna go up we have some mail this week we're gonna do that right about now If you would read my mail, Jim, want to tell my words would tell. But if they tried to read it, we'd hear an epic fail. But when you reach the part where opinions come, the hero will be Jim, a hero to us all. And when you read the mail again, you'll see the nonsense never takes a break. 
Oh, Eric, there is Dancing Mike with a little tribute to the now passed-on Gordon Lightfoot, who died this week. So R.I.P. to Gordon Lightfoot. That's I thought of that song right when I heard that he had died, though. I heard a lot of people playing Sundown, which I thought, boy, that would be a good song for a parent. But we'll deal with that later. But we have the mail here. If you want to be part of the mail, you have to email us at weirdscienceadccomics uh, at gmail.com. Is that what it is? At gmail.com. And you end up like Eric K, double K, gets to hear his mail. What a treat, Eric. And he asks what a this treat. question. He says, to Jim and the Eric. The hero will be Jim. The hero. It'd be an epic fail if you did it, though. That's true. Dancing Mike said. I love that all of the songs were based on you being, you know, epically failing, except for for. Episode one was it episode one hundred that I had him yes. change or was it just a birthday? So episode one hundred I had him change all of it to make me sus and those made us giggle. To Jim and Eric is what Eric K says. Nightwing and Tim Drake are two of my favorite characters. Jim, you had mentioned Nightwing is one of your favorite characters. More Dick Grayson, but still all iterations. I just love Dick. And Eric has mentioned that he likes Tim Drake's first ongoing series. I wanted to no, each of you, Jim, what is your favorite era of Nightwing? And why, for example, he says pre-Flashpoint, New 52, Rebirth, etc. would be the Chuck Dixon stuff that I ended up liking the most pre-Flashpoint stuff. I think that's the strongest and usually what most people like Nightwing would point out. New 52 was okay. Rebirth was a mess. I mean, we had a lot of crazy stuff. But for Eric, which part of Tim Drake's run was your favorite and why? And he says, for example, before Nightfall, Nightfall when he is at school, red and black costume or red robin, uh, which would be your favorite? Honestly, the red robin costume is something I was never really into. And at that point in time, it was always just like the hunt for, you know, uh, Bruce Wayne at that point. But when we get to the Robin series itself, I do like the early Tim Drake stuff a lot where he is becoming a capable Robin, like when he takes on King Snake and along those lines, when he actually goes up against the ghost dragons and links, that era is great. But for some reason... Even though I like Nightfall for nostalgic reasons of how silly Asbat was and just the, bake, the breaking of Bruce Wayne's back by the new character, Bane, I like all that stuff, but I don't like Tim Drake in that era because there wasn't a lot for him to do during that because it all became about Jean-Paul Valley. But after that, it really takes on its own thing, like pretty much the era from when after that until Young Justice. I still like all the stuff after Young Justice and even the Teen Titans run with the Robin series until it was canceled. Uh, it's just that era where Tim Drake was becoming Robin was my favorite. Yeah, and then he says he liked the New 52 Nightwing because it was a bit darker than what we are currently getting. And me and you had that like badass that red freaking symbol on his costume. Yeah, we, we did never like get that. Anymore. Love that. The thing that is the problem, though, when I think of the New 52 Nightwing, I just feel like, oh, you know, Kyle Higgins never got to end that story. It kind of got In cut Chicago? off because of Forever Evil when he's zipping along with Zaz on one shoulder, swinging through the nation. You swing through Chicago to Gotham City. That's all you do while holding a serial killer in, that, in your well, arms. He has that there. And, and there were there were a bunch of things we'll bring up from that new 52 run, but I just it, it just felt Sonya like it was Zuko? cut short. Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. And the idea of that little girl knew his identity. That was the end with Zaz. She was going to do some weird stuff that was going to get her killed and all this. It was fun, but and he's saying it's darker. It was darker. We did actually like the idea of him going to Chicago, too, when he was living on the couch, just hanging. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty cool. It was like we never there's... went anywhere because we ended it completely. But that was the idea that Chicago was going to be the new Bloodhaven. It was like Dick the new Grayson. Bloodhaven. It was like a Bloodhaven in that universe that was more realistic. So I, I did like that enough. That was the first Nightwing that I read. 
But then going back and reading the Chuck Dixon stuff, that was a, a little bit better. Just a tiny bit. And now, again, the whole rebirth deal where we had, you know, Tim Seeley and then you had the stuff with uh, Sam Ben Humphreys. Percy and Ben Percy quit because of the, the whole Rick race. And then we had Sam Humphrey and it just got all convoluted. It was nonsense. Told you some people like that Sam Humphreys nonsense. Some people like that and Sam Humphreys Harley. I hate it both, Eric. I didn't like that guy. And he disappeared, right? Remember he was on that oh. TV show thing that, well, you ain't doing shit. I, have we said his name on this podcast in the last well, I'm just year saying, I'm not so? saying no. like, I have no idea what the guy's up for. When he said he disappeared, I'm like, is he calm being okay? No, he might be. I don't think he's doing anything right now. I don't. Re- I haven't read anything or seen anything even out there by him in a couple of years. And he was on that DC Infinite TV show thing that they had, that kind of fluff piece TV show thing. Oh, right, right. And then when that ended, I have, I have not heard hide or hair of him, but that's fine with me. I thought that he was terrible. But, yeah, the whole idea also goes on and says that, as for Tim Drake, I really enjoyed the time period when he first joins Batman and up to Nightfall, but I did enjoy him in Detective Comics Rebirth as one of the main characters because he seems to have progressed as a character and get aged up to an adult. Thank Kinda. you, as always, for all the and podcasts. And that was all taken I, away. I like the beautiful mind, Tim Drake, where he's just writing symbols and shit on the floor. Well, and he lost the thing his is, mind. Even before that, when Tim Drake is supposedly killed right there, but he's teleported away by Mr. Oz. All of that should have had a more like a, a gigantic impact. He comes back. Nobody says shit about where were you, Tim Drake? What happened? Oh, I was in a parallel universe prison where fucking Doomsday was there. Yeah, Doomsday. Nobody <laughs> asked shit around. Yeah, it was very odd. Very odd. That whole deal with the Superman reborn and all that shit must be Superman reborn. It really got like, okay, that didn't make sense. It almost oh, speaking like of, speaking of Superman reborn and trying to bring everything together. When we were talking about the Flash and the idea of DC One Million Hour Man previously, and like where does he fit in this whole thing, I don't know if it actually makes sense. I, I was going to bring it up where we talked about that I completely forgot because we moved on to like you know other parts of that book, but I don't know if, if any of that like actually what I was talking about makes sense because I think the timeline should be intact after Doomsday Clock now. Yeah, who knows what timeline is even going on? I, I'm telling you, that's the whole play. But Hank Hall should still be Hawk in this new timeline. What we're what we're we're saying in that first section is why I ended up picking that song about continuity being messed up and things like that, because it is kind of a pick and choose error. At points feels like the story over continuity, which drives yeah. us insane, but some people seem to like it. I don't know. The world's finest stuff doesn't in a way that at least they wink, wink. We're on the separate little pocket area here. I don't mind when they do that, but. These other books, they need to have a set continuity. And in our deal, you're more of a continuity kid than I am, but I'm starting to get with you. I'm starting to to realize that, yeah, some of this stuff is nonsense. And the Detective Comics we actually liked, that was another one of those stories. And we seem to be the ones where we like a story, but when it starts getting wonky, we'll start saying that. But nobody wants to agree with us. They always go with that set, like, catchphrase. Oh, that's this, and that's this, and... Oh my god, that Hawkman by Venditti Every issue was great The the whole first 12 issues Was pretty good After it that it's hunt. a little extraneous and extra, I don't know But Eric says thanks for always This is the podcast uh, The two of you do What he's saying is he hates everything that I do by myself And he just said it, I, I heard him And he says love Eric K So double K, thanks Thank you, a K. lot He likes what me and you do, Eric That is a Diss. That is a big diss on me. I'm gonna go and yeah, cry before we get to it. Probably does. <laughs> <laughs> it, probably, it probably does 100. Ah, but 
I try to get you, you know, to get some other things going, but you have other things on your mind, like the well, evil the thing dead. Is, I'll go and do some other things, and all of a sudden, he'll send a mail. He's like, I like what you two do together. I'm like, there it is again. Nope, there it is. I go. can't do stuff on my own. <laughs> no, it'll it'll end up being like, all of a sudden, Eric K will be like, hey, I really love these extra things you do together, and that'll just inspire me to, come on, Eric. Eric K said, now I'm, I got you wrangled in for 50 podcasts, but you, you got it done. Okay, we're going to do the Elseworlds podcast where all we talk about is every issue of an Elseworlds story. Well, Eric, you saved this, and I actually do have a, a little sheet that I had of things that I would do next. Elseworlds was one of those, also a year one podcast. I was listing all these things. Year one would Dude, be I've, cool. I've been sitting here thinking about these different things. I'm like, I have reread almost all of the Dark Knight Returns at this point, like the entire series go. after the first one. Like, this would be the first one. Then after that, yeah. you have Batman, Superman, Generations. Well, I, I actually, and I, you might think I'm jo- I did have a thing where I was on the app and I just saw that they had all of the Elseworlds, a lot of the stuff in like one section. And I, oh, I yeah. hit there, I'm like, Oh, this is pretty cool. Like, you got the Red Reigns, you got this. I'm like, ooh, we, we can do this all week, this. This, this week, I just started the DK3, the Master Race, because I never finished that. I think you and Brandon, or Brandon on his own, might have done that story. Yeah, Brandon ended up liking it at first. Remember, though, you're getting the best version, because, boy, that was delayed. Oh, my God. I remember at that one. And that's Book why I think great, you bailed. Though, right away in the first issue? I think you bailed, yeah. because it was like, we didn't have it for months, and then you're like, yeah, I'm done with that meme. Last week. I read for the first time Dark, The Dark Knight Strikes Again because I remember when it came out back in like 2001, 2002 and I'm at the comic book shop. I'm like, this looks like ass. I feel so far removed from when I read this as a kid. Like, it just seems so out of place. And I read it for the first time last week. I'm like, yeah, this is pretty bad. Like, I can see what they're trying to do, but ultimately it fails at everything. Yeah, I, I can't even remember anything from that because it was so delayed. But yeah, Brandon, mostly the, that. mostly the thing about the DK2, the Dark Knight Strikes Again, that I wasn't really thrown off of. When I first looked at it, when it came out, I'm like, look at the Flash there in his black costume with the short sleeves and shorts on. I'm like, I hate this. I'm not reading this. And it makes sense, though, once you go into the book. I'm trying to open up my tablet. I wanted to tell you what I read because I did actually reread Red Rain the other day. I enjoyed it. <laughs> it's yeah, okay. It's okay. And then I was going, I was sitting there. I'm like, okay, now that I read that, I'll do this. I had a whole list. I was going to tell you some of the things that Dark I read. Dark Knight Returns is still amazing, though. Yeah, yeah. You uh, always did like that. So, yeah. Well, when so- I was a kid, I was a little thrown off about it because it was such a, like, a different Batman than I was used to, especially for when it came out. Like, I think I first read it back in like 1992. Like with a trade paperback, and I just didn't understand the idea for being a young, like how young I was at the time. And there's nothing more—I don't want to say misleading—but giving you mixed signals that a topless woman with swastikas covering their nipples. Like, am I supposed to like this? What am I supposed to feel about this? I'm, I'm a little weird. I think I remember me and Brandon <laughs> even talking about that, and even when you continue some stuff and whatnot, we're like, yeah, it's a little sus. <laughs> it's a little sus here. Uh, but even so, that is—I mean, it's a classic. Obviously, I'm trying now. To get, I ended up there's Batman and Dracula, Red Rain number one. But then I was going through, but I have a bunch of crazy stuff. It's not, I don't know what's going on with the app. I end up, I ended up going through a bunch of things, but it never puts everything that I read in my dive back in. See, right. I want to dive back in, people, and dive I can't. In. I'm trying to now. I'm gonna go to my heel, and I think I. St- <laughs> this is greater. I started a list of Elseworlds of what I was going to. Up oh, there it is. And we have two items in it. I end up having Robin 3000, number one, and Batman, the (laughs) the blue, the gray, and the bat, number one. Eric, are you aware of that one? I don't recall that one, but it sounds awful. 
by Elliot S. Magan, and the S has an exclamation point, and you end oh, up with shit. the American West during the Civil War. There's some right, I right. never even heard of. I never heard of that. Robin 3000 was going to be next on my list that I was going to read. I don't know. You just made me think that maybe I should. Uh, did you ever read that? No. Okay, so you don't know either way. I probably won't read it anyway, but I did have a whole list. I thought I had more in that folder than just those two sus ones. But I guess I ended up, I think I saved something as well. I don't know. I'm not real hip with how they set up the app. I always get confused and lost, Eric, is what happens with me. I ended up getting rid of the Marvel Holy app. Holy shit, actually, thought, I think you know, I did read Robin 3000. I'm looking at the covers now. It came out in 1992. I'm like, yeah, I think I might have. <laughs> I think I'm, I don't recall it, but I'm looking at these. I'm like, this is very familiar. I also have Batman Master of the Future. I got uh, here some others about Batman Houdini, The Devil's Workshop, number one. The Devil's Hand, maybe. Yeah, I had a bunch of things. I would that start I was with thinking. some bangers, personally. I know. Well, Red Rain's a pretty good one and, and, you know, kicking things off and things like that. But you still need to read that Batman Superman Generations. I've been telling yeah, you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I've been, well, I ended up putting that up for the book of the month the one time. Nobody voted for it. Because <laughs> they don't know what they're missing. Maybe I'll put that up next month. Just an it's Eric It's essentially like a Batman Superman, like 5G situation, because it's pretty much them throughout the decades from 1939 on. Yeah. Generations, as I call it. But that Why? is the end. It's a long story. It doesn't even make sense. I'd have to tell you at some point. I'll tell you later. It, there's no yeah. story. I just said it. I, I'm just goofy. Ah, but that's the mail. Thanks, uh, Eric K. Double K for mailing in. Somehow it got us on the Elseworlds deal, which I, it's so funny that you said that. That legitimately was the next thing that I might have tried out that or a year one, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. And the funny thing is, you mentioned the Dark Knight Returns. I ended up year one, and then I saw that Superman year one. I'm like, yeah, I didn't like that so much. And ended up getting that more recently. That was cool. But Batman year one's a banger. Yeah, that is. But the Superman, the Frank Miller one with John Romita Jr., I'm not a big fan. Not a big fan I'm trying to remember all, if I like Green Arrow year one or not. Uh, I actually did like that a lot. Actually, I think that that's a really cool year one. I believe if that's if what I'm thinking is the Andy Diggle one, uh, I really did like that. But. All in all, yeah, maybe it'll happen. Maybe it'll happen sometime soon with me and Eric. You already did say you're going to do it, so you're in. But that is the mail. We're going to go up. We have two more books left. I hope that we have some fun with America. I hear that we might try to have fun with these things. But we'll be back in just a second. He got his first real comic. Got it at a five and nine. To his fingers bend And reading comics Most of his life Him and some guys From school They had a book and they tried real hard Jake quit And Knuckles got married Youngest was never gonna Get far When he looks back now Did he ever Father ever And now that he has A choice here we are with the last two books and what that song tells me every single time eric is that your dad is dead there you go Aww. your dad is dead i don't know if you know this eric but that's what the song tells me we're here with two books and maybe my enthusiasm will be dead that's the tie <laughs> it's all synergy it is that it's mean spirited. These are books that I haven't really liked for a while now, kind of like Eric. 
See, I'm uh-huh. just going to be mean-spirited now. Um, but you have these both, and it's kind of a neat little theme here. The neat little theme is that good old Eric over here, who doesn't really like to have fun, really did try to give these books uh, the benefit of the doubt. I do with everything. I know. But what you end up showing all of us is that you end up not liking change. You don't like to drop a book, even though you say you'll give it three issues, and if it's not really great, that is a lie. We saw it. We saw with new 52 worlds It always comes down to that. And when I lose my mind, you know, each issue you keep t- this happened with Mariko Tamaki and that stupid tower deal as well. I always wait for that, that point where you have finally had enough. And when you've had enough, then I realize that shit has really gone wrong. And so each week that we read these, both the poison Ivy and the joke of the man who stopped laughing, I always think it's going to be that week. I think it is again, Eric. I think that, though, I think that the poison ivy, you're not going to because you're going to say that, well, we're changing things up now that she's in Gotham. Thing but is, that I have told laughing. you before that the poison ivy, I've been off of ever since the original story ended because it fell off the hard. You're still like, I know you're off it, but not like me. And I think that you're finally, I think that, but the man who stopped laughing, that book is bullshit. Or is it? I, <laughs> I hate that book so much. That I had random people sending me then things about Matthew Rosenberg this week because of this. And remember the when we first I got you. Well, no, because now everybody realizes it's not a vendetta. It's just true. It's life, Eric. And I don't, I don't know. like you can living like it. a book, and then it could be a vendetta as well. And it almost went to the line of the vendetta. Isn't there the, the deal, though? Wouldn't it be that at this point, I would not be reading or reviewing this book? It'd be done. But you and your stupid, sexy ass, you're making me read it every time we get it on the podcast, because that's what we do. So maybe it seems like a vendetta. It's it's the frustration that I have to go through this each time. (laughs) See, that was fun, though. It wasn't. Simon still brings that up in the in the Slack right, every month. That was do you fun. Remember, do you remember at work where I had that big gummy bear container where I had a bunch of comics? It was almost like a little short, like like long box situation going on, or a short box, I guess it would be, where we had a bunch of comics in there. It's going through it on Thursday. It's in we there. have a Vigilante Southland issue in there. I'm like, this is fucking nuts. See, I I lost my mind going through, say, the Anosenti Catwoman, Katana, all that stuff. But yet it was still fun. You know, even the Steve Orlando JLA, at the end of it, we did laugh that magic and brick. Fun. Yeah, you know, or tasered up Prometheus. What's <laughs> a great threat, that Prometheus? <laughs> oh, that Prometheus, you really fell hard, buddy. Uh, but, you no, know, this Poison Ivy and then this Joke of the Matter stopped laughing. I'm starting to think that old dad nation is right, but. Look, I will tell you this, as a spoiler situation, we have two books left. One is Poison Ivy and one is the Joke of the Man Who Stopped Laughing. Poison Ivy at this point in time is a lost cause. The Joker, the man who stopped laughing, it's not great. I will never tell you that at this point in time because the story's gone absolutely nowhere, anywhere fun at least. It could it could bounce back. Poison Ivy is a lost cause. Well, though. here's the thing. Why couldn't it bounce back? It hasn't told a damn story yet. So obviously exactly. it can bounce back. But we get to this you point it, Jim. again. You cracked the code. <laughs> we- it could bounce back. You're right. Oh, my God. It's not a vendetta. Oh, it, it could bounce back, but right now it's bouncing right in my fucking face. And it, it infuriates me that I think that people are going to, but now we say this, and when I look and we talk about reviews and things like that, there's the standard reviews for that book, but only one, count it, Eric, one user one. review 
everybody has bailed on that book. Nobody is reading that Joker. Until it bounces back. But but when is it going to be too late? When do you sit there and say it's too late? All Matthew Rosenberg is doing at this time is trying to pad things out, much to his chagrin. I'm sure he doesn't like it either. Until night tears us over, he's going to come back with the big, big story that we've all been waiting for. He just didn't want to be interrupted. I thought there's a possibility that this book actually doesn't get interrupted. I can't remember him right now. Oh, my God. It is crazy. Like, at one point, he should just end up coming out and saying, listen, everybody. Forget about that stuff. We're going to start now. I I don't get it. I don't get it. But we're not going to start with that. We're going to start with the other book. Like you said, it is a bit of a lost cause. It is. What is it, Eric? Poison Ivy, number 12, written by G. Will Wilson, with art by Masia Takara, Arif Prianto, and Hassan Atzmain Elhal. And if you remember from the previous issue of Poison Ivy, everybody at this women's retreat spa was infected by the Lamia sports to the point where one of the women turn into a Lamia monster herself. Now it's up to Pamela Isley to take this monster down before it eats everybody because the Lamia spores, while they were once a problem, we thought we dealt with, they continue to be a problem, but now, just now, they've evolved because the smaller you are, the faster you evolve. And the Lamia spores, they tidied you into little fungi. Yeah, the fungi. Now, I'll give you this. When I'm reading the Poison Ivy book, I can say that this... It, it kind of the the concept of what's going on in the Joker book that drives me nuts, but the actual issue and the actual dialogue and the this book really drives me nuts of what we're not getting, what we are getting, and I keep going back. I I start every time we have this book. I start by saying that while I wasn't that into the beginning, you seem to have a very clear cut idea. It seemed very focused on a story oh, yeah. where Pamela Isley dealing with who she is now deal with who she is wreak havoc on the world because they have been sus try to get her connection to the grid all this stuff and then when it was extended from 6 to 12 it changed now it's tw- everything changes you never get was a it point six where tw- was it 6 or was it 8 because I can't remember now no, I, always I think, think it's it going to be 8 6 or something okay. because I remember when we had that we're like this would have been the end now we're at a point where you can't even say that anymore. I saw some people saying, well, if this was going to be the first 12. Well, originally this wasn't because there wasn't 12 and things have changed and whatnot. But now it's an ongoing. I don't. I, I know that the sales seem to be good on it. I don't get it. I don't understand. Because even this issue, we've enjoyed the art. I think the art gets very muddy in this issue where I'm just the like, we're getting page after page. The only time I have a problem with page. the art is when we have the Lamia monster versus Poison Ivy. And then the Lamia monster bites Poison Ivy. And she rips its like throat slash half, half its face off, and it dies. That part I found so confusing. Like what happened? I found to the it Lamia very monster? confusing. I found it very confusing. The other part of the art is just them standing around in rooms. Well, that's the, that's the worst part of the issue because you have a situation now where you want to talk about the idea of the Lamia spores evolving. And I say we're going to take the time to do that now. We've said that I think the last two issues, but now they're really evolving. And now that Pamela Isley has been bitten by this Lamia monster before she ripped its throat out and killed it. Then she falls into a deep coma where she then we spend pages where she's in the world between the living and the dead, where she has existential thoughts about what we all become once we die and how we don't disappear. We transform and we move on until she finally fucking wakes up on a couch. You've been out for a while now. Oh, thank God I'm alive because now I can just make an antidote to this shit with my freaking, you know, messed up blood since the monster bit me. And then I'm going to give it to you guys immediately and the shit's going to fall off you. You're going to be fine. And the only reason we have this issue and all the bullshit filler in here that means nothing to the story is so that G. Will Wilson can have like a page where one of these women from the spa, 
I don't know if I'm into this whole invasive thing with like a needle. I'm going to try my own scientific research. Here, and like, right? it is just so on the nose in two, two to three years too late. It is just, it's too late. What are we doing? And this even, even if you want to do this for what we're doing, you see the instantaneous results of this cure working. And so sort of like, no, I'm, I'm good. And this isn't something, like you said, this isn't something that, oh my God, like, I why think Why do I- this in this book now? Are you just trying to piss some people off? Because people have. You're, you're doing both sides, Eric. Because at one point, she's like, listen, and the lady says, listen, I'm not putting anything. But you legitimately see this going on. It deals with Pamela, who is part of this. This isn't some government conspiracy. This is poison ivy, for Christ's sake. And yeah, you might end up saying, well, you're the one who caused this. Why should I trust you? I think, but bitch, you're going to die. I mean, this isn't even like close no, to even anything die. else. Like Freaking a xenomorph is going to pop out of you and be a Lamia monster. Yeah, yeah. And even later, we even see some nonsense. So she ends up doing this. So you end up where this lady says, well, I, and, and she's just on the side with shit growing out of her neck and <laughs> cheeks. And she's like, her ass, face and chest. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like putting chemical stuff into my body. Sorry. And you end up, sh- I get it. I do. I want, str- I'm like, really? Now you're playing the other side. And then I love where they're like, but the- get the bitch and strap her down and get it because she's going to be. Why are we doing this? Why? You're, you're late. There's no reason for it. I don't have a stance on this either way. The biggest problem I have with this, you spent the majority of the issue doing nothing to have this be the only thing in the book of any sort of substance and a substance that you're just trying to freaking cause a, a, a fight with for no reason whatsoever. And I'm like, why did you do this? Me and you are both the same. Listen, what you do is up to you. Yeah. You can you can be for against whatever. You know, I'm not going to push it on you. You don't push it on me. We each do what we do, right? So you have that. And then when you have, this reminds me of the deal. Now, we don't have the most recent sales. And who really knows what the sales are or whatnot? This really felt like it was one of those like Joker ass baby that it's there to trigger people. So the hype gets going and people have, I got to read this. I got to see it because at one point you end up. Who wants to be reminded about vaccines and the fights that it caused with people and all the bullshit. We're so far, like, again, we're only like three years removed from the beginning of the pandemic. But even that is like, why does anybody want to be reminded about that right now? Especially the story that does nothing for this entire issue, except for by the end. Uh, we're going to go back to, uh, to Gotham. Harley Quinn's going to be there. These are the only things that the issue does, and I don't know why, because you know, even this the issue Harley is a thing, bunch of shit. it just feels out of place for what we're doing. No, and then, again, you go and huh, you can't just let her walk out of here with that stuff inside her. Tired of the chair! <laughs> what are you doing? No, we cannot do that. I will not violate her like that. I know how it feels, and I can't. I'm again, like, go fuck yourself. Like, I don't like, even really, know what the you're idea. because you are an eco-warrior. I don't want to say terrorist, but you felt like you've moved on from this point in time. You've spent your entire life believing in something so hard, wholeheartedly that you're willing to murder other people for it. Now, you know a Lamia monster will sprawl, crawl, crawl out of this woman and, and murder kill anybody near and, them. And pass it on like their <laughs> cordyceps from The Last of Us. And this is what the world's going to become. You're going to do this. I don't care if fucking 20 years ago, Jason Woodruff did something to you that you just recently brought up. This is not your character. And here's the thing. What you'd usually have and what I would have expected is they're there. They got, I mean, nobody seems to be that bothered with shit growing out of their neck, chest, and, you know, ass yes. area. So they're there 
I mean, you would probably have Pamela going, hey, girls, come on, mimosas on me, you know, and then you could deal with somebody saying, how dare you do that? I didn't want it. But at least when you end the scene, Pam can say, you know what, you're right, I shouldn't have, but you get out of it with this woman not going off to be a monster and infect other people. I don't know if it's supposed to be said, like, are we We going to see this anyway? Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Are we going to set up that this is going to be later? I don't think so. And really what we're going to is we're getting to Gotham and Harley, which probably will be another kind of reset. Well, there's still a lot of zombies walking around like the Arcordyceps from The Last of Us. It's like, oh, my God, it's still going on from when we had that. That weird little, like, you know, mini issue that we brought up Jenna from HRN where the, the chemical workers at the chemical plant, they're allowing the things now. We got to stop those as well. But first, it's such a coincidence. My pudding. It's coincidence. They're just driving back to Gotham. Oh my God, that's Johnny from HR. <laughs> no, <laughs> what are you talking about? That's such a wild now. This guy's been hitchhiking. Nobody's picking him up. Look at him. No. He's, he's bullshit. He looks worse than Amanda Sims. And then he, like, at least he's still, I love the idea that he's still wearing his glasses. The guy's like, I, I, I'm a, he can't I'm see a wreck. without his glasses. I'm a wreck, but I can't see without my glasses. And she just gets up and squashes him. Oh my God, did you kill him? Yeah. So this is what you should have been doing to that bitch you didn't want to take him. Just make him take it because what you're doing is setting up bullshit later. Don't make a topical stance that you want to have the subtext in your book where it's just not even subtext at this point because of how straight in your face it is. Fucking just make a stand here where you're Pamela fucking Isley, the poison ivy. Put this shit in here so we don't have a goddamn cordyceps like, you know, spreading across America. But again, this is something that she started that she needs to fix right now. She started it and she has to fix it, whether people like it or not. I mean, there's going to be shit going down and. It just it just comes out of nowhere, though. I mean, this arc that, and that we're going through this you, little bit. What's that? That's after half the issue where she fights a freaking, like, a, a Lamia monster, and then this takes a coma nap. When you're there, and, okay, everybody has their own opinion. Everybody can do what they want. But you just watched a lady who you seem to really like. You went to her little, you know, spa retreat spa deal. This woman turned in a horrific monster. You saw that happen. This is bad. This isn't the it idea of you, somebody infected playing. you, and then you had to do something about it because of your Lamia connection, and you're the only one who could. Don't let that happen again with people who can't fix themselves. And, and David, you don't want to go back and give it to your family. That's up to me. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> Patient zero, uh, which, again, this is like story zero, Eric. It's nonsense. It's complete nonsense, and this is where... Again, I wanted to point out that you started, this wasn't just you always, oh, this kind of was me, but the idea of it where this seemed like it was something that was going to have some ramifications with the overall green. Oh, it was important to Pamela Isley as a character in general. Poor Eric when never wanted started. the War of the Green. He wants the War of the Immortals. Nobody's ever giving him what he wants. It's my though. Horse. It seems like Shazam, you might get that story that you want it forever, but damn it, don't give me dinosaurs and a flying saucer. But this book has just With become this has become a meandering nonsense book that you it's just nonsense. I mean, at points it made a little more sense and you were heading to something it and then now it's it just, just collecting a paycheck. Yeah, it is. It is clocking in, collecting a paycheck, and then it seems because remember <laughs> I always have to bring it up, but the the big railing on the blue aguave and, and stuff like that saying, I don't even I know, know what that, that is. Still. Yeah. So you have all that, but is this a book Fancy then that G. Willow, Wilson, G. Willow Wilson, I sent you a, a picture of it from the BJ. You send me a lot of stuff. So I know you don't look at any of it. I send you dick pics, then you find me luck. But, you know, 
You don't know what it is. You say you have all this. Do you think that G. Will Wilson thinks that, like, okay, I have to have that stance? No matter how ridiculous it is, if it makes sense in a comic, I have to have something like that in each issue. Before, remember, when she got to the whole retreat in the spa, it was, you're using this to fool these people and you're doing that. Like, everything is always an issue with Pamela. But yet, at the end, it's not really that much of an issue and it's just goofy and you go on. And when she ends up doing that deal with, no, I cannot do anything to this woman, even though she's going to affect everybody on the West Coast. We're heading back to Gotham. And, oh, my God, there's the guy from HR, and I'm just going to squish Thank him God and kill him. we just fast-forwarded to Gotham from the West Coast, because that was – I just, like – we're like, okay, we're here. We're going to go back to Gotham, and then we're immediately there. I'm like, okay, no adventures in between. I also love the idea that with that, you do go – and, it, again, this is just a nitpick, but the idea, well, I, I can't really drive because I'm still recovering, and then she does anyway, and we just get there. We just get there, and I'm like, all right, there we go. And I'm going to see the news report that all hell's breaking loose on the West Coast because of this lady who's just going around now. And it's not even like she's going to go out and kind of fit it. She's got shit going out every orifice. Where, it's where bad. At? It's bad shit. But uh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I didn't love, like I said, the art does get better after that really odd, it does. crazy fight. I don't mind the art at all in this whole thing. It is a little confusing during that fight, but I don't mind it. It's just there's nothing to this story at all, except for we get back to Gotham. And Poison Ivy meets back up with Harley Quinn. There's your big wow moment for the Pamela Isley, Harley Quinzel fans. Yeah, there you go. And then you, you get that, and that feels like, I mean, it does feel like a desperate move, but, but it doesn't seem like this book is hurting, but there you go. You're gonna, And all I think now is that it's going to screw up any sort of synergy that we aren't going to get with the other Teeny Howard. Well, the Harley Quinn didn't make sense to begin with anyway. Well, that's uh, bullshit anyway. So you know, Pamela Isley and her road trip. <laughs> Well, she's on a road trip, Eric, and maybe, uh, I don't know. What would you give this? this oh, so man, I give this a three out of ten. It was so disappointing to have a book that actually nothing happened except for somebody trying to pick a fight with people who don't care anymore just to get to Harley Quinn at the end. And the idea of the Lamia Spores for, for some reason, even keeping that on board because it should have been at the end of the, the original finale of the book should have been the end of it. But we continued on for some reason, but have no direction to go with it. Now it's just The Last of Us. And I have no idea why we're still doing it because I don't think G. Will Wilson knows why she's still doing it because there's nothing happening in the book. No. And, and you know, I know that people have their differing opinions on everything. But at one point, I did like G. Will Wilson and thought she at least was a solid storyteller of some point. I don't know what happened with this. And I didn't like her Wonder Woman either. So maybe it's just these DC characters. She doesn't quite know them. But this book is complete another i wanted to check here i'm gonna give it a three out of ten i'd love to give it the chicken strips but Fuck your chicken strips. that's too high though i i do want to point out eric that there are there are three scores over a nine there is a perfect score a 10 for this bullshit and then there's a nine seven on the comic book dispatch i don't know what the hell they're talking about over there but yeah it's bullshit but we'll move on to the next deal what is it eric the Joker, the man who stopped smiling so much, number eight, written by Matthew Rosenberg with art by Carmine D.G. Domenico, Romeo Fajardo Jr., Tom Napolitano, and Francesco Francavilla. And we do get some more stuff with the faux Joker, this issue, which is my main concern with the book because I want to know what his, I want to know what the mystery is. Uh, look, I will tell you this. We get some more stuff with the faux Joker. That's is it the full Joker right now? Yes, is it's the it Eric? Joker. We don't yes, know it if it is. I think that's the twist. I said it from the get-go that the full Joker is not the full Joker. That's going to be the real Joker. We'll see how we get there. 
What I we get with the, the faux Joker, though, who's being nursed back to health by Solomon Grundy in the sewers is Solomon Grundy went and got his ass kicked by Killer Croc, which I would have loved to see in that fight because that's one of those epic fucking battles of the century right there. Somehow Solomon Grundy, undead monster, he gets his ass kicked, and the faux Joker takes umbrance to this and decides, I'm going to go and get that goddamn Killer Croc because why not? We need to pad this book out with nothing that's any substance at all for the long, as, until Night Terrace is all I'm going to say, but back in L.A. We have our real Joker. He's still taking on the Manhunter, but now he's got backup in the form of Killer Ma and hijinks and so. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. I, the thing is, like, just say I'm writing a book and, oh, my God, there's uh, Eric got killed by somebody with a switchblade in his back. Oh, God, don't be a prophecy guy. Me just keep mentioning that each prophecy issue guy. is that doesn't <laughs> make that progression. I mean, like, here's what we get here. I'm not the fake Joker. He is. Hey, I got to get back to Gotham to get that fake Joker. That That's not progression. That's reminding people what the book is about because you haven't told shit in eight issues. And you got to remind when you have to start reminding people what your book is about because you've done nothing. Then you're in real big problems. Even then, the Joker's like, have some fun with the idea that you have meandered. I mean, play a little meta deal of, but it's still, I can't even get out of this town. And then you have the faux Joker, as we say, say, I'm not the faux Joker, and I'm here in the sewers, and I'm going to fight. Well, in the meantime, Jason Todd's still being taken to Blackgate, the the slowest transfer I've ever seen in my life. I'm trying to figure out the timeline of events going on here, because we know we're at, like, you know, on our trip to LA, I, should, I think we had, like, an hour or something like that to try to get there. It was going to be impossible, because we had to go to LAX, and nobody ever fucking gets out of LAX, but, like, well, Jason Todd was arrested for, you know, this... Wrenching a gun, but he thought he killed the Joker, which was actually Clayface in disguise, so he has no idea what he's, you know, he's just brandishing a gun at this point and being probably wanted Red Hood, you know, outlaw that he is. But back in the sewer with faux Jokers being nursed back to help with Solomon Grundy, when we see him take his, you know, bandages off, he's got a full head of hair again. I'm like, why did we change the way he looks so he looks more like the actual Joker? Before he had his head shaved to have that brain surgery to get the bullet out of his head, and now he just has a full head of hair. I'm like, how much time has passed in the sewer? I know, and I'm looking now, I just wanted to make sure, and it does, I think, shut down for those two months, but I'm not going to give him any credit of, like, well, he's waiting now, well, what, what, this, I'm just trying to come up with a reasonable explanation here. What was this here? fucking problem before? I mean, the guy never was going anywhere with this, it never progressed at all, and it's getting worse and worse, and this reminds me, it, it, it keeps reminding me, it's a little different, but it reminds me of Megan Fitzmartin fooling your ass on that Tim Drake book, oh my god. There was something there, goddammit. Oh my god, and then there isn't. So the idea of I was this hoping. and having this fight, like, I, you need something to go on in every issue we think. Well, it has to be next issue. I mean, we've meandered all this time. He's heading back to God, and, and we're still right where we were, issues and issues and issues ago, where you're no closer to anything. You end up having things. And you could at least, if you're going to play the game, and, and maybe this would be a way that editorial could have made this a little better. If you're going to play the game of the Joker and you don't want to reveal things and it's a real slow burn, then the other part of the story, the Jason Todd part, that has to do something. You have to get something out of each issue. And maybe you could get the But that's me, Henry. <laughs> it's like doing nothing. And so you're going. And I think that Matthew Rosenberg is trying to really win people over with his funny jokes and they're not that funny, and the book is infuriating because it's not doing anything. Well, the, and the best part of the book, in my mind, is when the killer moth shows up to turn the tables on Manhunter because while Drury Walker is still a joke in every other comic he's been in, he does turn the tides and is able to like make it so the Manhunter is pretty much dispatched. But we have the idea that 
such a weird concept because Jury Walker, he was hired by the Joker to give misinformation, which got him stabbed by Jason Todd Craven. So he's pissed. And in that timeline of events, I'm like, man, I'm mad that I took that money from the Joker because the Red Hood beat the level 11 shit out of me and he even stabbed my ass. I'm going to get on a plane and fly to San Diego for some reason, but they're not going to land there. So he's pissed off. So he jumped out to go to L.A. And I'm pretty sure he said he was supposed to like land at San Diego. I just don't know why you go out of your way when you're supposed to go to L.A. to see the Joker who you're they pissed at. They diverted the plane is what happened. Okay, they were going to okay, land okay, in that's L.A. What it was. No, membership was were, blowing were, up. They were gonna land in, they were gonna land in LA and they were gonna divert to San Diego. Okay, now it makes, that, that makes sense. Okay. So he jumped out, he's doing some Killer Moth stuff. So now the idea is that Killer Moth is like, even though he's pissed at the real Joker, he's gonna continue to work for him because the Joker's like, look, you take my ass back to, uh, Gotham, we're gonna kill the real Joker. There's not enough money in the world to do that Joker. I'll give you two million dollars. Oh, uh, all right. I, I like that little just turn of events right there because you have the badass like killer moth out of nowhere. He's really cool here because I think he's a character that should be, even though he looks goofy. But he just jumps right back and he's going to get his ass kicked. He might even get killed in this series for all I know for how little anybody cares about the killer moth. But him being in this with the real Joker making their way back to Gotham to kill the foe Joker, my favorite part of the book. Fuck you! I don't want to say it myself, Eric, because now we, we got in that argument the last time. Now you have to giggle so I don't get mad. But the idea of this is, again, <laughs> we have yet another issue where you're telling me that the best part is a character that is not the Joker no, in no, a no. Joker With book. With the Joker. Yeah, but it's still the same thing. Before, we, we thought that meant that we're not getting shit about shit about the Joker. That's what the book's about. People buying it aren't here for... An- the Joker is talking to Killer Moth about getting his ass back to Gotham to kill the foe Joker. If this was the third issue, I'd say, okay, this is the eighth issue. And we keep saying, oh, it's pretty cool that we have Manhunter here. Oh, it's pretty cool that you're doing nothing at all with this book. This guy, I hope that he's not getting paid a lot for this. This book is six bucks. Uh, who knows? But Crazy. you are robbing everybody blind. This is one of the biggest bunch of bullshit books i've ever read in my life of how little story we're getting in eight issues this is fucking insane that there's not more people coming out and saying what the fuck are you doing you got to tell a story when geek dad starts yelling that nothing is going on in the book and gives it a seven you know shit's gone wrong and he's had enough and it's just i can't take it i can't take the idea that you're just meandering because now you would guess that this road trip like you said with the poison ivy that was good. I don't think it's going to be that quick. I think we're going to have little things with them. Go- I don't need issue after issue. Please, I hope that they get the Gotham and we solve something. But again, I said to you, what happens when we find out foe Joker's foe Joker? And what what does the series do then? The series always felt like it should have been a maxi mini whatever oh, I agree. that would have a specific end. But when you set up a book like this, that seems like if you end up, it's like we said with Bram V almost, if you end up solving the mystery, then what do you do? Because the book might be over then. So you just mean it really feels that way. I don't think that that's quite it. But what do you do when you end up? How do you do when you end up where you figure this out? Then you don't have anything to go because I think we're going to end up where. Okay, we're going to play the game, which is the faux Joker. I bet you there's going to be a twist coming up that it looks like the tables have turned. Then you'll be. I just don't see the I still feel like the this book is going to end, end at 12, tunnel. even though they never said it's supposed I to go. I wish it would. I wish it would have ended at 2. But you're ending up, if you're going to, then I would think, like, okay, if that's the case. It's like the, the last case, Joker ongoing. That never had, like, extensive legs no, either for what it, it was didn't. trying to and do. And it kept going. And 
remember when I said they're not going to, but then we get this. But the, the weird play is, I think DC should maybe learn from some of this, this case, but I think this book would have been a lot better if it would have been, say, a 10 issue maxi series, a 12 Eight issue. issue at least even. you have, yeah, at least you have a beginning. And then Matthew Rosenberg would have to get his hands out of his fucking ass and actually write a story, not What's just meander with jokes. I don't know. He's looking for his keys. He's there with all this, like, he seems to be taking advantage of the fact that people like the Joker and that they'll keep buying it and that he can kind of meander around. And it, Ooh, it I got to find out that mystery about that faux Joker. Am I right? We're now eight issues. <laughs> and, and I feel bad for you for a lot of reasons. But one of the things is you're there. <laughs> like a, you're, it, This really reminds me of little Eric Shakes and his little suitcase where he's on the stoop. Daddy's gonna pick me my up daddy's, any second. My now. daddy's gonna pick me up any second. Oh, well, why don't you come in, Eric? I don't think your daddy's coming. No, no, no. He will. Okay, well, Eric, come in. Maybe your daddy will take you next weekend. And you just kept having that hope. And that. No, no, I would come straight out and say, come back inside. He's not coming exactly, this week. Exactly. But you would still hope that the next week it would be a different story. And that story just remained the same, like Robert Plant saying. So you end up with all this stuff. It feels like he is taking it. Not that he's laughing at people like that, but he's taking advantage of this. And I just don't understand. Especially for the price why, tag. Why? Yeah. Why you can't. And then we get these. Because you can talk about a poison just, ivy going on in the previous issue that we talked about where nothing happens for an entire issue. Now we've had a couple issues now where maybe you enjoy the art, which I do enjoy the art for the main story of this book. But the progression of the story is something that I need. And you've had Joker versus Manhunter. For three issues now, I'm pretty sure. And now you brought in Killer Moth, which keeps me interested at least. But who else is going to be I know. interested well, in that? I even said Killer Moth showing up badass. I, when he jumped out of that plane, I was like, yeah. So cool. But now we're just back when to you, like. When mm. you get to the faux Joker stuff, it's just the faux Joker taking on Killer Croc for no real specific reason. Doing nothing with that character or his story. Just filling page space with some. Badass fight scenes, but I, all, I, all I really want to see is Killer Croc versus Solomon Grundy. Yeah, I want Solomon Grundy to open up a little more. Killer Croc come in and they all work together to figure out. What's, I don't know. I don't I'm know. I'm telling you, the Joker comes back with Killer Moth and he's going to try to execute the faux Joker. And all of a sudden, faux Joker has Killer Croc and Solomon Grundy and having his back. I'm like, that's a badass that's thing badass, right there. badass, but then we'll just get an issue of them fighting. I, I need something. I just and Jason Todd, Man, more Manhunter. I got much, you. How much are we meandering with that? It's like, oh, like each issue, it's like we're gonna take you to Blackgate. You're gonna get killed. All right, next issue. Hey, we're gonna walk down this hall. Well, you're gonna go to Blackgate. All right, now it's hey, we're gonna but get in you this in this issue, van and get you to Blackgate. In this issue, he's going into the van, and Batgirl comes in in disguise and figures out how many people are there, what kind of like you know guards there are, what kind of vehicles, what path they're gonna take taking Jason Todd because it looks like the Bat family is gonna spring there. They're no good. Who's dumber, Batgirl or the guards here? Because seriously, I think that she could probably watch out of a window and see this and not really alert anything. But the guards are like, hey there, ma'am, you're not supposed to be here. You know what this reminds me of is the the original like uh, Superman movie with Christopher Reeve when all of a sudden you have – the, uh, what's that? Miss Troc- I was going to say Trachtenberg, but that's that uh, character from Buffy. Yeah, that's like, the actress. Yeah, but um, Buffy. the hell is her name? Uh, Tessmacher. This okay. Tessmacher is just laying there unconscious, and all the army men with the, with the missiles, they stop their convoy. <laughs> oh, my God. And then Lex Luthor just goes in there and sneaks into the missile and reprograms it. That is exactly what this I is mean, like. The idea that this lady just stumbles in. And she's like, hey, what's going on? I, at first, I, I thought it was, took a wrong turn. I thought it was Harley at first. I thought it was, yeah, but then it's, but that's not, 
when it's revealed, Honestly, I'm like, what were you doing? If they hadn't have said Barbara, I would have had no idea who that character yeah, was. Yeah, I didn't either. I actually, at first, I thought maybe it was Kate. I, I had no idea. But she's like, I got it. They went, uh, I like the idea. They went east on Lyle, armored car. But, like, you could see this. <laughs> Just while it drives by. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Now, do you think it's going to be Batman who actually does something here? No. Or is it some other part of the Bat family who feels like, you know, we got to save Jason? I think Batman is just too easily done then. I think this this will be Batgirls, probably, you know, maybe even Batwoman. I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe even Roy Harper. I mean, if we end up going with the idea, I would think that, remember, Stephanie was down with Jason when they had the uh, Task Force Z stuff. Remember, I'm she was kind of down. So I, yeah. I would expect her. That makes sense. Maybe that maybe you'd have Nightwing only because there's Barbara, so you'd assume he'd be there, but I don't know. But I'm doing billionaire things in Bloodhaven right now. <laughs> exactly. But it's weird too because I was gonna say we're we're talking about this. May it's weird. Like you almost figure that what they're gonna do instead this is a weird little side turn because I thought what was gonna happen, Killer Moth wants to break out Jason Todd because how dare they Get him when I want revenge for him stabbing me. We do this, but once you throw the That's Bat family plan, in, if off. Batman's there, then this that throws a wrench in a lot of the shit that's going on in this book. Batman there is too big for faux jokers You're and right. Joker. We need more punchline. Maybe I don't know. So the Royal Flush Gang shows up, and actually, I did. I just got word. You can flush this. I somewhere. just got word, Eric. It's punchlines phase four. Is what she Ooh, said. This we skipped right over Phase Three because of how big Phase <laughs> it, Four is. It's actually like World War Eight. We skipped all the other shit. We're right. I don't know. <laughs> Just when I'm there, and then you end up having gags like, "Hey, there's that guy." Nobody seems to know the Joker, though they should. It's and the he's everywhere. Guy. It's the Jokester guy. Can I have your autograph? Yeah, I'm going to give it to you on this grenade. Here, kids. Here you go. Yeah, them kids are dead. Uh, Kate's there to yell and knock that thing. It, it, nothing. Yeah, she don't do nothing. Why? Everybody's dead. What is going on? In <laughs> well, nothing. But this just nonsense. And then you Look, go back. When you to- have the panel progression where Kate Spencer gets up from being, you know, dropped on a car from a freaking bridge. When she gets up, like kids, get that way. Like you can't tell me what to do, lady. And you can see her knock it out of their hands. But the next panel is just an explosion where they all were. I like, hope yeah, they're dead. dead. That's what they just <laughs> like. You can't tell me what to do, lady. All right, boom goes the dynamite, bitches, and then just walks away. But even then, she falls. <laughs> Looks like she has to be dead, but she isn't. Oh my goodness, Grim. She's not drinking now. She's going to want to drink after this is said and done. She fell off the bridge, not the wagon, but I think she should. I mean, seriously, she needs to drink. And then you got the whole deal of Mr. Waffles. But all- Mr. Waffles, he desperately wants that to be I like a tight man, but he's bullshit. I like it's it. nothing. It's nothing. Like, that, I that's like Mr. Waffles. The things Waffles. that you like about this book he's every funny. time Mr. Waffles and fucking any other guest star. This book sucks shit. I like the food joker. Yeah. Fuck that. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, and then you get a backup. And, you know. and again, the story that I did not care for enough in our front up, heads and shoulders above the backup and the nonsense that we do each and every issue this comes out. We're in our non-canonical, no reason for having backup to this story. The Joker, he's all pissed off. The heroes after the good people, they're always making him look like a jerk. So what he's going to do, he's going to come up with a device that blows up good people's heads. Kills off all the good people, all the good heroes, and at the end, 
Everybody who's still bad that's left, they still think he's a jerk and a nothing. Oh, no. Womp, womp. Oh, my. I mean, I thought the play here was going to be that you'd get one of these heroes and, oh, my God, their head didn't blow up. It's like some sus animal man or Stephanie something. Stephanie Brown. Like, something like that. That It ended up where, that, but no, it's just, oh, what do we do? You almost get the. God, I hate these backups. You almost get the Simpsons when Lisa turns bad at the end. It's like. Hey, if Lisa's bad, then I guess Bart, you're gonna have to be good, and you get that. But he's like, ah, fuck this. <laughs> oh, these backups are bullshit. But so is the book. Oh my god, this book sucks. Eh? But uh, I love you for making me read it. Thank you. Thank you so. Much. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Uh, what would you give it? Ultimately, this is a disappointing issue because I desperately wanted to get out of the LA stuff with the Joker because it's the worst part of the book so far. But then we doubled down. Thankfully. We have Killer Moth show up. It's like, it, it brings some fun to it that I enjoy. It doesn't do, do much for the story overall, except for now we're going to have a Joker Killer Moth road trip. But Mr. Waffles, who might be a dead body, we don't know. But even the stuff that I look forward to in this book, the faux Joker, him versus Killer Croc for no real reason. It was just a padding to something that I didn't think I needed. The, kill, the, the faux Joker looks like he grew all his hair back. I don't get that either. I have no idea what's going on with this mystery that I desperately fucking need to know the answer to. Could have give it a 5 out of 10. And that's with me loving the art. I give it a one. I I, just, I can't take it. Uh, the art is okay, but that's not going to elevate it. Never would for me anyway. And this this is just highway robbery. It really is. They're they're on a road trip. They're there with all the millions that they're counting from ripping people off. But I do believe that it's this book has pretty much fallen off the face of the earth for most people. And again, if if you're in, maybe wait till the trade, read it in the app, something like that, if you're that concerned. But I don't even. I think that it almost, what's weird is you'll have things like this. Right now you have Zeb Wells. He was doing this nonsense over on the Spider-Man book, but he was doing other things. But you wanted to get back to, hey, we want to know the big mystery. This book is seemingly dealing with the mystery, but doing nothing. And I don't think that by the end it's going to matter much. I think that it's going to be, seriously, I think it's going to be a gag. At the end, it'll drive you nuts. You won't even get a real answer. It'll be an ambiguous He's answer. so mad. Oh, I know you would, but. Yeah, by the end, I, I think that we've already wasted too much time for me to even care or even know it. Be Like, usually we'll say, well, I'd stop reading it. Let me know what happens. I wouldn't care. I, I, because what's really coming about? Oh, the, guess what, Jim? The faux Joker was the faux Joker, and he died. Or the faux Joker killed the real Joker but and became the Joker. Be, Jim? And I'd be like, what the fuck does it matter? I mean, Is what are we going to get from that? From the previous Joker series? Again, this book feels like it has a different tone than that anyway it feels like a weird thing no, going on so i don't know that and but that book was all about cloning and the secret society of the for super villains and now we have a joker with another we went joker. like 16 oh 17 issues of that i can't remember exactly what it was but we went all that certainly said in my mind it was just 12 no it was really we ended up one we never got answers that we wanted there and then it just uh-huh. ended and, oh tiny and left and oh unfortunately and then we get them like are we going to get the same fucking nonsense? At least there was, I actually was involved a little in that other one. But yeah, I, I don't know. I just see the highway robbery. That's all I see. That's what's coming on. And if we, if we get the next issue and it's just like the whole thing issues. is us there and we end, yeah, I knew it was a little more than 12, but we end up where, hey, now we're in St. Louis. Oh man, did you ever try that crazy St. Louis chili? <laughs> I don't need that shit, but Nothing like green uh, arrows. One out of ten, Eric. I think it's just nonsense. But uh, what is your book of the week? My book of the week is Shazam number one. That's mine as well. That was really good, and that ends up giving me hope for 
more of the Dawn of DC stuff. A lot of the stuff feels like a rebirth, and that did. And so maybe. And I know that a lot of people have been talking. Not the man who stopped smiling so much. No, no. I said it's Jimmy, the guy who stopped caring. <laughs> it's what this book was about three, four issues ago. So maybe it's Jimmy, the guy who hasn't been dead. About I don't six. know. Did you see my name for the podcast last week that I had Ram V for Vendetta? I thought that was pretty cool. Nobody said anything. I don't anything. think I did see Nobody that. said anything to me, but I thought that it was I think I missed cool. it. Oh, that did you? I, that was actually for you just to make you giggle. Damn it. I thought that it was what pretty if? good. Uh, but I can't say it again, So, and it doesn't work with Matthew Rosenberg, but I think it's it doesn't. terrible. Uh, but what do we get? What do we get next week, Eric? Oh, what, what jewels will we get? Here we go. <sighs> I gotta relax a little. I was giggling to myself. I, I left more about my own stupidity than I did at that stupid book. Batman Incorporated, number eight, a book that we have been more positive than some people have been. We're still involved in that. And again, that's a book. Joker that Incorporated. I can't, yeah, maybe he'll have the full Joker in that. Who knows? Ed Brisson <laughs> jumps in. All of a sudden we have a road trip. Who knows? But we'll be doing that, and I think, yeah, we'll be getting more of the Joker Incorporated. We wanted to see Dusty some of that. Bronco killed the man of bats, Jim. Oh, Dusty Bronco. That sounds like a porn name if I ever heard one. Green Lantern number one. The book right. we've all been, all these books kind of creep up on me, like you in the middle of the night, and then you breathe on my neck, and it's like hot breath there. I'm going to start locking your door. <laughs> that's that's a, not me. That's night terrors with a K. Green Lantern number one is Jeremy Adams' book. Uh, and. I have read the issue. I think that some people like it, some people won't. How about that, Eric, for a non-spoiler review? Yeah. I already told you, I think that you'll like it, but you'll want a little more. But I think that it carries on the whole Dawn of DC kind of rebirth deal. Multiversity hardly screws up the DCU number three. Remember that one, That's Eric? a book. Yeah, it's a book. Uh, I are they going to release number four on the app and screw with my mind again that I won't even know what Probably. book to go Spirit World number one. It is the book that you were most looking forward to with the Vigil out of, City out of Boy. Vigil City Boy. Spirit World is where it's at because you have that new character. Don't remember the name. What is it? I don't know. That's Xanthi. Oh, okay. Xanthi is the new you. character. Yeah. New character Xanthi. Constantine and Cassandra Kane Batgirl. I'm all about that because you have oh, there's other characters, the other ones, City Boy and the <laughs> Vigil. Yeah, I don't need that. That seems like a weird experiment that always fails for DC Comics. The funny thing is, I told I I was talking to you before we recorded, and we were talking a little bit about these books, and I said, "Oh man, City Boy." I look, I did look through it, and I looked through it while talking to you. I think after the spotlight, there is a crazy guest star by the end of that freaking book. But that's for right. later. I'll remind you of that. But we have Star Girl: The Lost Children, number six, the finale like of that. that. And I'll tell you, Eric, that ends with a very positive deal of wink, wink. We're going to continue on. Did it on. tell us who the faux joker is? It did. That'd be funny if <laughs> that book did it. No, actually, <laughs> Superman lost. He's doing his fucking calculations. But Stargirl Lost Children ends with it seemingly like, hey, we're going to continue with these kids and with the new announcements, especially, say, the Jay Garrick with the boom, Judy Garrick story. These kids will continue the on. Boom. Possibly. Even Pinky? Well, at the end, it's not too much of a spoiler, but it looks like maybe we'll get a team or something from them that we were looking forward to. It might just be a wink-wink, but that's what we wanted. We'll decide if we're going to talk about Superman Lost. Wish that book would get lost, just like this Joker thing. (laughs) Again, like a lot of things we talk about that infuriate you, but I'm pleasantly optimistic. 
not this book, Superman Lost, but the idea, the concept behind oh, it. The concept Everything that Superman cool. would be like in our present day where he comes back from a 20-year jaunt where it's only been a few hours for everybody else and how disassociated he is with humanity. Oh, that sounds amazing awesome. Concept. And That's all I how does with. Lois kind of go with that? How does yeah. everybody react? That's a really cool story. But like, I'm, I'm not saying like that. Like a John Kent. You don't feel any of the stuff that's important. And I'm not saying that, say, the Joker, the man who stopped laughing, is a bad concept of a book. It It is a neat concept. It's got you by the balls, it seems. But it's what you do with it. When we get into Superman Lost, where we want to see all these things and this emotion, and we're doing calculations and talking about atmospheres and things like that, what are you doing? Why are you adding on to this? Is this the idea of that just extends your series part. and you end up getting, I, I don't get it. I don't know why they do that. And we say that. That's it, Eric. Those are the books for next week that we're dealing with. Uh, so we'll, we'll probably Maybe talk not about Superman Su- Lost. We'll probably talk about <laughs> Superman Lost number three. Yeah. I mean, we probably no. will, but only because we usually say that you give three issues. Because the short shift. You always end up going against that, but we'll give it this three and we'll decide. Maybe we'll even have a vote. Wasn't that your nickname at work, short shift? It was, you asshole. And it, it was when I was in college because what happened is I could only work short shifts because you know, I was studying, man. <laughs> and also yeah. I was in the band, but I did need to get some extra money. So yeah, they call me short shift. And I think they were making fun of me now. And I'm really pissed off. <laughs> like, you son of a bitches. What are they doing? It was at the Bonanza, Eric, that I worked there. Short shift, Jimmy. They called me. They did. Uh, but yeah, we don't have a lot of books next week, but some big ones, some new number ones. I don't know how many people are excited about Spirit World, but it is a new number one. Every, Somebody's got to Every new number one is that chance, you know, that, that hope that you're going to get something good. And something like that would be a surprise. And I, I always look, it'll surprise you, I say, but I hope it's pretty good. I'll, I'll tell you, Gabe already reviewed it on the site. I'm not going to reveal his score, but there you go. Just wanted sus. to say that. It is a little sus. <laughs> it is a little sus. Uh, but he's kind of positive about it, so it'll lift your spirits. Good. Your spirit world. Well, so one of those new three books that I look forward to, so yeah, I, I got that. I don't know why I look forward to City Boy, only because I can do that song. And also I think, I think that we'll have fun with it. I, I just want to have fun with these books and... See, it's a little boy. He collects trinkets with his powers that changed, even though he didn't know what the powers were before. And his little trash monster Look on his shoulder. Me. I found a Who's the spirit watch. of Gotham? Oh, my goodness. I just uh, found a let's necklace. Let's go to the pawn shops, <laughs> trash monster spirit of Gotham. Come on, trash monster bottle nonsense. Let's go off to the pawn shops and make a living. It's a living. Look, you can have that one. I'm the city boys, I am's. Nobody's still looking forward to the I want him to run around like he's part of the Newsboy Legion, but he's like displaced in time. Hey there! I got my dude cap on and I'm getting the trinkets. That's all I need. Look at this. I found some wheat pennies and maybe one of them cat's eye marbles. I gotta go trade these in. Everybody loves them. And then he makes like money on cryptocurrency. That's how he really makes the money, Eric. But he gets the trinkets and the treasures. <laughs> Hey, I just got a jump rope and a little jacks. <laughs> well, there's big words. There's Gabby and our newest number, Trashy. <laughs> hey, Trashy, come over here. I need, no, I just want to pawn your ass. I was the ugly one, smelly. <laughs> uh, see, I'm already having fun. This is the most fun I've had all night. That's <laughs> talking nonsense about city, city boy. boy. City. <laughs> You're making me laugh, Eric. I gotta get out of here. <laughs> Oh, I just want him. I want him to find just the worst shit 
I want him to find like shit that's like so old. And he's like, man, I think that everybody's going to like this television set. <laughs> This is fucking nonsense. One of those look like how big it is. It's got to be worth a bunch. Oh my god! Look at this monitor. I turned it on. It's like a green thing that does the dust. <laughs> Gonna hand it in. Hey, that's all I wanted to find. Just bullshit. Like real bullshit would be great. But oh my god, trash monster on my shoulder! I found the number one issues for the death of Superman's. Oh my god, <laughs> number one that's issues. That. That's what he. Oh my. <laughs> Oh, you're making me giggle. Oh, look, I found that Led Zeppelin 4 LP. A cartridge of E.T. on Atari. Oh, my God, I got the E.T.s. I found the whole landfills. Uh, Did you know that this past year was one of the first since a while that LPs outsold CDs in the music deal? They actually, because, yeah, it makes sense what you think about it. But it is kind of a funny play because you got to look. Hey, there's always all these damn hipsters around. They're going to buy this. I just know that music's not music without the pops and hisses. Oh my- <laughs> yeah, there it is. Oh, my God. I found an album by The Association. It's the one with Windy on it. Everybody's going to love that. Oh, my goodness. I do love that. <laughs> I ended up talking about The Association because that was a uh, cherish The Association <laughs> so- was what they started out that last issue of Red Hood and the Outlaws that I did for the New 52 yeah. deal. I, I spent way too much time talking about the association. I'm like, they really should be in the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They had these hits. I, I just imagine there's Hollywood Luke sitting over there, like, Luke Hollywood. They're like, old, old people. people I'm like, they did Along Comes Mary. And they did the, yeah, oh my. They were, I said, they were in the vein of like the Turtles. They were that vocal mm-hmm. type group. Though I, I did give the trivia. Nobody's listening anymore, Eric, so we can do this. The idea that they actually have the association. They're a six-member band. They have 36 former members, and I'm not joking. They have – they're all – I'm like, did they all fucking die? What happened? They just go through weird lineups. That's it, Eric. That's the end. Every other band these days. Yeah. That yeah. we liked growing up that are still around. That is true. Aerosmith having their reunion last final tour, whatever. It's their final tour. Maybe. They're playing in Philly. Yeah, and they're like, we better get this going before Steven Taylor gets his ass thrown in jail, maybe. We, let's get this on. He's had some I'm just happy I saw their asses in, in, the, in the 90s because he was still, still could do backflips. Now it's like, what are you going to do on stage? Be propped up? They ain't doing no backflips now. It's like Ozzy has his final deal. The guy can barely even walk. Uh, but there you go. Probably sing like an angel. Well, yeah, it's like the final tour of the Rolling Stones. How many of those happened? I mean, there was a lot. I ended up seeing the worst thing I had was when I think it was Irvin Fryer ended up retiring as an eagle. They retired mm-hmm. his jersey, gave him a motorcycle. The motherfucker came back next year. <laughs> the idea of that, I was like, did you give me a motorcycle back? That was bullshit. Oh, my. But hey, everybody, thanks for uh, listening to the podcast. Thanks, Double K, for uh, sending us the emails. Thanks, yeah, yeah. I don't have that. Yeah, and yeah. also, Dad Nation for jumping up to being badasses. And we didn't even say, but two of the books that we mentioned, which there's not a lot, will be on the Patreon spotlight. If you want to get involved with that, go over to patreon.com. Right? And Green Lantern. Green Lantern, you're going to get the number ones. <laughs> and then we get left with the number twos, Eric, is what I say. Ooh. That's social commentary. Uh, you end up going patreon.com slash weird science, and you can get a bunch of other shows as well. And coming up this month, It'll be pretty low, Jim, because we do have an annuals week this month as well. So we'll have a Patreon-only show up uh, by the end of the month as well. So you have some... And you know she's going to want to hear that. Aspirations to go over there and get the trinkets and the treasures over there at the Patreon. That might be the week where Trashy yeah, comes it out. It might be. Uh, it really might be smelly. 
Ah, but that's it. And thanks, everybody. Eric, what do we say at the end of the pod? Everybody have a great week. Week. Keep it weird. Weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.